Dionisio at the plate. He's over two today. Swakowski, the big right hander, lets it go. It's right down Broadway. Dionisio lets it fly, and it's oh, it's raining now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Rain Delay Theater, the show where two bums talk about other bums at baseball games. I'm Jeremy Dionisio. And I'm Jack Swakowski. And this episode is number 198, where we are bringing you the recap of the May 5th Marlins at Chicago Cubs baseball game, as well as a subsequent bus hang the following night. So... We got uh, a jam-packed episode for you again, folks. Um, but like I said, this is number 198. Jack, it's your guy. Who do you got? Yeah, there were a couple good 198 guys. Uh, Pete Rose at 198 steals. We, uh, we've talked enough about him, so we don't need to do him. Eric Hosmer has 198 home runs and counting. Uh, he might not hit another one, um, but we're not, we've talked enough about him, too. So uh, I picked a different guy that we've never really talked about on here, Rondell White, who had 198 oh. home runs. Do you nice. remember Rondell White? Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, he was. Uh, uh, I remember him too. Obviously, he he was a guy who played a really long time. Played on a, a quite a few different teams. I remember him best as an expo, um, uh, and I guess maybe a twin at the end of his career. But uh, yeah, he, he was a, a good player. Um, he he was never a guy that I feel like I really thought very much about, or really anybody thought very much about. Uh, but he he played fifteen years. And he had a career 284 batting average in uh, almost 6,000 plate appearances. So mm-hmm. that's pretty darn good. Uh, he he uh, he, uh, he's, uh, he reinforces my theory that if you play long enough, you'll make one all-star team. So he did he did make one all-star team in 2003. Uh, he hit over 300 a bunch of times. He was a good player. I don't remember him being that good. Yeah, I think uh, just that those like '90s um, Expos teams, I think like at least for part of that time, were were pretty good. Um, but uh, yeah, he was. Um, I, I guess yeah, he never like he he seemed like a solid player, but never like seemed like a guy who like stood out too much to me. Um, it's funny because both him and Cliff Floyd played on the Expos and the Cubs at one point in their career. So I kind of like yeah, I kind of like. It's not that I confuse them, but it's like they almost seem like the same guy to me um, in, sure. a, in, a, in an odd way. But, um, yeah, I'm actually wondering who had the better career overall. Um, yeah, I mean, they played in the same time period. Uh, yeah. They had the same type of journeyman career, um, and they seem to have similar types of games, too. Uh, I wonder if they're on the similarity scores list, actually. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Do you remember Rondell White with the Cubs? I do, yeah. That's the thing, because like, I feel like he, he came to the Cubs – and an odd point in his career, like it seemed to me like it was like he was maybe I don't you know, it's it's hard for me to remember exactly like what the thought process was. There. He looks like he was a, a deadline acquisition by the mm-hmm. Cubs. Um, but, yeah, I do. I just feel like I remember it, but I just can't really I don't have any like solid memories. Um, he was traded for Scott Downs. Um, so I remember that Scott Downs was a lefty pitcher who like I liked, but. And I kind of like didn't want them to trade, and then he seemed to kind of go away. And he ended up like he's one of those guys who's out of the league for like three years and ended up back in there at one point. Yeah, sure. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I don't have any strong memories of the Rondell White Cubs era, I guess. 
Sure. Um, yeah, he uh, played from age 21 to 35, from 1993 to 2007, retired in 2007 uh, at age 35. Um, I, I, I looked him up on Wikipedia. It doesn't seem like he's doing any broadcasting or any coaching or anything like that. He seems to be just enjoying retirement, and he's kind of disappeared. Um, yeah, I, you know, he, he played all his best years and his most years for a team that no longer exists anymore. So even though he only retired like 15 years ago, I, f I feel like he's, he's kind of lost for the ages. So I, I don't know if he'll ever crop up at a, a Cubs convention, but, you know, it, it'd be cool to see him if he did. Yeah, um, less than 120 career games with the Cubs, so not necessarily like, uh, you know, in the annals, uh, barely yeah, in the record books for them. Not, not exactly Ray Burris. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's Rondell White. Yeah, nice. That's pretty good. Um, yeah, a guy whose numbers I hadn't really looked at too much, but yeah, two eighty four is, is yeah. fairly respectable. And uh, yeah, um, yeah, just kind of bounced around a lot at the end of his career. But uh, but yeah, that's a that's a good that's a good one. All right. Um, well, uh, Jeremy, we uh, we had quite an eventful weekend. Um, it was it was probably our most successful uh, graphing uh, and uh, outing of the year. We got it. We got a ton of autographs, and we got we got a ton to to talk about today. Yeah, there's a lot, and this we're we're a little bit, I guess we're less than a week removed from it, but it it seems like so much yeah so much happened like since the Friday game, um, that yeah it's gonna be yeah it's it's a lot to kind of recap, but yeah we can we can do our best here, but yeah there's there's a lot here, so it is um it'll be a fairly packed episode, so so you know buckle in, um but um <clears throat> yeah I think we both went into this game Jack like. With um, Jack definitely came in with some like high expectations and some like mm -hmm. high um, you know optimism about like how we would do, and uh, I definitely think it, it turned out uh, to be the case. Um, this was the first game that we kind of met. Um, uh, you know, we kind of got there at the same time, so yeah. we were able to kind of experience a lot of this stuff together. Um, did, Jack, is this the first game that you like lined up down the line? Yeah, like I've never MVP? gotten there at never gotten there at gates open. So that was the first time I ever lined up down the line. Uh, it was a little scary, scary man. Uh, we were we we got we went down to the right field line right after gates opened, um, and we uh, we watched the uh, pitchers just throwing um, you know long tossing and stuff, throwing yeah. warm ups. The Marlins and, pitchers. Uh, yeah, the, the Marlins pitchers. That's right. And uh, AJ Puck was just sort of right in line with us. Um, so if he, if he would have made an errant throw, it would have it would have hit me and Jeremy probably in the chest or the face, um, and that <laughs> he, would have sucked. He was long tossing with maybe it might have been Tanner Scott. Um, I think so. One of those guys. They were like long tossing. Yeah, right. In, and yeah, like Puck happened to be like lined up right by us. So yeah, that was that was a little crazy. Um, just to be at that level, you know, you get the idea of like what it's like to be standing in the box with one of these guys. So it it is pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, so um, you know there were some guys, uh, you know, lined up. Although you know, not that many. Like like we were able to get a spot right on the um, the, the the wall, and yep. um, there some guy came over, like saddled up next to me to my left, and like yelled. Uh, Sandy Alcantara was walking by, and he asked him like, "Hey, Sandy, you got time to sign?" And uh, Alcantara looks right at him and he goes like, "I'm working." Like yeah. again, I'm working. Yeah. Um, and he is, ma he yeah. made the. Uh, a bicep or like a move like he was going to do a bicep curl. So uh -huh. I, I took that, I took that to mean that he was going to go work out, but, uh, you know, oh, yeah. I don't know. <clears throat> yeah. 
possibly. Um, and then, yeah, he kind of like got off the field right after that. So, um, but like the whole pitching staff was out there pretty much like, I'm, I'm trying to think we didn't try to, we were just trying to identify who we saw. I'm trying to think if there was anyone, uh, well, noticeable we, we were absent. Yeah. You know, I, I was going to say, you, you mentioned Jeremy that it's, it's good to get there at that time because you can then identify guys for later in the bus. Uh, yep. you know, I, I was able to, uh, identify Rod Barajas, who is, uh, I think, the field, the field coordinator for the Marlins. So he's just he's an assistant coach. He's a former catcher. Uh, and, yeah, so I, I made him. Uh, he was walking back to the dugout. So uh, Jeremy and I both had a card of his. Uh, we were going to get it signed, so it was good to see him. We, we identified a few of the pitchers as well, uh, Jesus Luzardo, um, uh, and, you know, a couple of guys that we, that we would actually end up getting, um, one of whom was, was Chichi Gonzalez. Yeah, so um, yeah, Chichi Gonzalez, who had just gotten called back up uh, to the Marlins, um, he's bounced around to a lot of teams uh, in recent years. Although I didn't realize how long he was actually on the Rockies for, um, but I think uh, he was on the Brewers at one point. Yeah, was he? Yeah, um, he might have been. He bounced around to a lot of different teams, and like he was a first round draft pick too. He was like a 16th overall wow. pick or something, I think. Um, Jeez. But yeah, so like he, um, yeah, he, whatever. So he, he, he was, he was up with the Marlins and I suppose like it, when you have a couple years in the league and you end up on the Marlins, that probably means that, you know, you're not long for the league probably. <laughs> um, although the Marlins have a good rotation right now. Um, but, uh, but yeah, he was, um, he was throwing, uh, we, we identified a couple of these guys. So basically, um, <clears throat> we got Chi Chi Rodriguez to come over and sign for us, um, and uh, we also got uh, Tanner Scott to sign. Yep. Um, so those are two guys that we got. Um, and like, where they were, he they both went down the line and signed for everyone who was kind of like asking for one. Um, but uh, everyone like who got them would then step back and look at me and be like, hey, "Who is that? Who is that?" And I'm like, "Chichi Rodriguez or Chichi Gonzalez." I think maybe I just called him Rodriguez earlier. That's the old golfer. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, so so um, he like and then there was one kid in particular, and it was actually uh, I guess we can call him out now, right, Jack? Yeah, why not? Uh, so there's this kid we called Joe Don Baker Jr. Um, because he <laughs> looks like Joe Don ba- looks like Joe Don Baker probably looked when Joe Don Baker was a teenager. Um, yeah. If you don't know who that actor is, uh, Google him, and you'll realize that it's not a compliment. But, yeah, um, yeah, you know, you know the actor. He's you've seen him in a movie before for sure. Definitely, um, you, you sure have. But uh, but yeah, so this, and this kid did. He looked Jack. Jack coined that one, and like, I I don't know if you've ever been more spot on with like uh, <laughs> with the comparison, Jack. That was like, that was as perfect. Um, he just looked like yeah, <laughs> teen, a, a young version of the guy. Which if you could ever imagine Joe Don Baker being young, um, right. But, uh, but yeah, so like it was mostly that kid who was getting autographs and then he would step back and be like, who, who was that? Who was that? I'm like, come on, man. Like, just look at my card and see that, you know, who, what card I got had him sign. So, um, so yeah, basically, uh, they, yeah, no one like recognized these guys. Um, I ended up, uh, so when we did get, uh, Chi Chi Gonzalez's autograph, um, you know, he was super friendly, super nice. Oh yeah. Um, I would, you know, I just, I said to him like, Hey man, you know, uh, glad to see you back in the bigs. And he's like, Oh man, I'm happy to be back. And, uh, he was like saying like, yeah. And you know, this beautiful park, like great day. Like, you know, this is, this is really great. And it was almost like more than I was asked, like asking for, I'm like, yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 for sure. And then, um, I was wearing like a wrestling shirt. Um, I have this like 
t-shirt with like these these like eight bit caricatures of um, WWF wrestlers from ni- from the 1992 Royal Rumble. They're like laid out in the order that they entered the Royal Rumble, and like Ric Flair has a little crown over his head because he won the Royal Rumble that year. And Chichi uh, Gonzalez was even like, "Oh hey, I like that shirt, man. Like, is that WWF?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 1992 Royal Rumble." And I realized this guy is like, you know, he was born in. He was born in 92, actually. That's interesting. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, yeah. But, like, yeah. I, it's crazy to think that I'm 11 years older than Chi-Chi Gonzalez. Like, <laughs> that he's been in the league that long. But, uh, um, but yeah. So, um, so yeah. Anyway, it was, uh, it, it was like, a really cool interaction. He was super nice. Um, Jack, you didn't get him an, an, uh, initially, right? <laughs> At first, so uh, the fact, the very fact that I got him is a testament to how nice he was. Yeah. But um, I just like you know, so you gave me his card, um, and which is awesome. I, I prepped it and then I put it in my thing. But then like when he came over, um, like I just I, I had like lost track of where I put the card, so I had to like find it. And then like Tanner Scott came too, and then like Tanner Scott's card for 2023 is kind of weird because it's him. And he's like hugging his catcher, but it's it almost looks like a team card. Like it's hard to tell that it's his. So like I couldn't find either of their cards. Like I was just I was just fucking up. Like I just you know I just it was just a, a total like brain fart. And then both guys walked away. And then I was like ah fuck well you know it's maybe I'll get him at the bus. Um, but then like uh, somebody called Chichi back and he signed more. And then I think Jeremy you actually said hey Chichi could you sign one more because at that point I got I had gotten my card back out. Yeah. So. Yeah, and then he he signed for me, uh, and the autograph looks great. And it was uh, an example of instant ink. So I got I got instant ink, man. You gave me you gave me Chi-Chi, and like ten minutes later, I got his autograph. So it doesn't it doesn't get any better than that. And yeah, what a what a nice guy. Yeah, so that's um, <clears throat> one and counting on the over under, which I think we said was four and a half. Um, yeah, <laughs> but you- yeah, it, it, yeah, that's that's a high number, but it, it doesn't seem insurmountable at this point. <laughs> Um, so, uh, so yeah, like that was, yeah, super cool guy. Uh, Tanner Scott signed, um, kind of not nonplussed by, by the interaction, but he still signed. So that was, that was, that was cool. Yeah. Cause he didn't even come close to signing at the bus. Well, he signed for two kids on the second day, but you know, anyway, that, yeah, that was a, it was strange that he signed, but, um, cool that you got him. Yeah, for sure. Um, so then like, uh, another guy, this guy also asked us who, who, who these guys were. Um, yep. I don't remember if it was for um, either of those two guys, Jack, or if it was the third mm-hmm. guy. Um, but there was a guy next to Jack, and he was talking to Jack, and um, uh, he he had like a weird accent. I don't know if it was like a German accent or what. Like, <laughs> did you like? Did you pick up on the accent, Jack? I, honestly, man, I, I didn't pick up on it, but he was on my bad my bad hearing side, so yeah. I I could like I could tell that he was asking me who the players were, but I didn't really pick up on the accent. Yeah, so he was like, so he he um he like uh, talked to us. He's like, oh, so you know, do you get these autographs? Do you do you get these autographs? Uh, and uh, uh, often, you know, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know, we, we we try to autograph when we can. And he's like, who's the biggest name you've gotten? And uh, I was like, we were thinking, and I'm like, um, well, Jim Palmer. And he goes like, any current players? And I want to be like, fuck you, you asshole! Like, you first of all, you ask me, and then like. Jim Palmer isn't good enough for you, you fucking hack. Like what? Like what's wrong with you? The best pitcher of the seventies, but yeah, you know, whatever. And like and and so then uh, so then I go like, um, well, we you know I got uh, Julio Rodriguez, uh, 
and, and he's like, oh, oh, wow, you know, and then he's like, yeah, you know, you know, he's in the Hall of Fame already, and he, and then, and I was like, Haha, yeah, right, because I assumed he was joking, like, being, yeah. like, being, like, uh, uh, hyperbolic or something, and, um, and then, and then he's like, yeah, yeah, it's too soon for me, too soon for me, you know, like, <laughs> I, I gotta wait and see a little more, and I was like, uh, yeah, and then, like, I was like that haunted me because after we like ended up leaving that the 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 corner, I said to Jack, I'm like, did you hear what he said? That like like was he? And I still don't know if he was being serious or joking or what. Like maybe he was saying that like Rodriguez hasn't proven enough in the league yet, but I I also don't think he knows enough about baseball to be to be able to make that kind of point. No, well, um, I mean, but that's the thing is like, if like I assumed he meant like, hey, there are, like. You know, like the Dennis Green, like everyone wants to crown their ass, like crown their ass, yep. you know, like, like I yeah. thought he meant like that. It's like, they're already putting this guy in the hall of fame. Like he's only played like a year. Like I thought that was his point, but then he like <laughs> the way he said it, like, I'm like, no, I think this guy actually believes he's in the hall of fame, but is just a rookie or something like, and sometimes guys get inducted into like their high school hall of fame while they're still playing or something. Yeah. But like, I don't think Julio Rodriguez has been inducted in any hall of fame yet. No. So like. It was just a weird interaction. Um, we should mention that Dylan Floro also. I, I called Dylan Floro over and I got him to sign. Um, yeah. This is a to be continued uh, thing because years ago uh, we talked about on this podcast. I bought a um, a, a tops Dodgers uh, like World Series champs uh, set. Um, it was designed by this this guy Ben Baller, this jewelry maker guy who uh, did some cards for tops and he made like a Dodgers world series champs set from 2020. And you bought the set and like, you got like an auto, like one random autograph with it. And uh, I believe talking, we talked about it on the podcast. I might've said how much I paid for it. Uh, no, you, you didn't, you didn't want to disclose that. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll, re- I'll remain, I'll, that'll remain a mystery. But um, <laughs> if you recall listeners, I, the, the autograph that I pulled when you could have got like a Sandy Koufax or a, um, Mookie Betts or whatever. I ended up pulling a Matt Beatty, which um, was just uh, you know horrible. Um, but but I was looking for a Dylan Floro card, and he doesn't really have too many cards out there. But he did happen to be in this World Series set, and so I I had a Dylan Floro card with me. I was probably one of the only people there, yeah. and I got him to sign it. And it was like it was instant. It was not instant. It was redemption for me because. I it, it it's almost like if I bought that set and I pulled a Dylan Floro, it would have been like a funny weird autograph to get, and I probably would have been like, ah, okay, that was kind of funny. The Matt Beatty was just too lame to even be amused by it. Um, it it's like it's like your Victor Caratini mystery ball. Yes, yeah, it's so bad. It's it's so like sideways that it can't even be like funny bad. Um, <laughs> so like yeah, Matt Beatty just what a what what a bummer. But like so now I got this Dylan Floro card with it, and it's like. I kind of, you know, two like three years later now, I'm, I'm I'm like almost like, eh, okay, fine. I'm glad I got that set. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's n- not bad. He signed over my Marlins logo on my scorecard, and he wrote his Marlins number on there. But I think he wrote his Dodgers number on your card, which that's, is also cool. Yeah, that's right. He's number. What is he on the uh, Marlins? He's uh, number thirty six, and on mine yeah. he wrote fifty one on the Dodgers card. I looked it up later on. Uh, baseball ref and and he was 51 on the on the 2020 dodger so that was very cool 
Um, and then like, yeah. And so then after that, oh, and so then the, the weird talking guy, the weird accent guy, like he was getting the players to sign, but he was getting them to sign on his scorecard on like on the inside. Um, yeah. Like where, where you would write the players, he was yeah. getting them to sign. It was yeah. just, yeah, that was also stupid. It was weird. So like, um, so yeah, so these guys signed on there and, uh, whatever, um, and then pretty much after that, we, we decided to head to our seats. We did walk over by the Cubs side for a, a, a couple minutes just to, just to maybe scope it out, but no, no Cubs were on the field. Um, and I, I said to Jack, I'm like, man, I have a feeling that Amaya is going to sign. Um, cause it was his second game, I think. Um, or was yeah. it, it was his first home game. It was his first home his game. First, first home game, second career game. Yeah. I think. Um, and, uh, I was like, I have a feeling he's going to sign right by that, that spot. So there's a spot right behind the Cubs dugout where usually you can get guys. And then later on, we went up upstairs to our seat and like, right after we got settled in, I saw that Amaya was signing. Um, you know, we would have had to wait down there and had to hurry back up to the seat. So it wasn't really the perfect yeah, situation. I, it was, it was about 20 minutes probably, probably Jeremy. I mean, we left about 1225. He was signing about 1245 or so. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it would, it would have been a little wait. Um, it would turn out Matt Mervis also signed a little bit like after, like, I think maybe like right before the anthem or maybe even after the anthem. But, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, it would have been like, it would have been, I, I, I do like to get in my seat for the one twenty start game. I would like to be in my seat by like one o'clock. So for um, sure. So yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, so we get into our seats, pregame, uh, ceremonies start going on. Um, Jack, uh, had a little incident incident which we'll talk about in a second but i guess um uh while jack was gone um uh gary cole threw out the first pitch um so uh gary cole known uh, as lumberg from uh office space he also played mike brady in the brady bunch movie uh has just been in a ton of movies uh really cool uh actor character well-known character actor um i saw him like talking with wayne mesmer before he went out and threw the first pitch which was pretty cool like he i think they said he's from he's from chicago or mm-hmm. something has a place in chicago or something so he must know wayne mesmer and he kind of knew like that was the guy to go to to talk to so that was that was pretty cool throughout a he threw out a really like he threw out like a floater pitch for the for the first pitch but uh oh nice any 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 fist pitch yeah, yeah, like uh, like um, uh, Henry Henry Rowan Gardner from uh, Rookie of the Year. Um, nice. And then he ended up singing "Take Me Out to the Ball Game" as well later on, but uh, that was cool. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. He did a good job. I, I missed all that because I, w- I was getting nachos. Um, so I don't, you know, Jeremy's mentioned that he does the self checkout one. If you get self checkout for nachos, I think they give you get the cheese cup. So if you, if you actually go to the the nacho stand that just has nachos and soda. Like they'll they'll uh, you know they'll give you a a basket full of nachos and then they'll like ladle the cheese on top of them which is which is what I prefer um, so that's why I always go to that stand it's good that way because like you know the cheese kind of like you know it, it makes the chips a little soft uh, it's just I just like I like it I, I like it so I go to this stand and uh, you know I'm I'm waiting in line and of course who there's two ladies at the stand and one of them is our old friend McKnight. Uh, if you remember from the episode about a year ago after the Diamondbacks game, we were at a bar and we saw this this lady came in who was a, a Cubs vendor and she just started creating chaos. Said she went to Marquette Law School uh, during the 70s, uh, or not even the 70s, but she just said, yeah, hey, hey, McKnight, instead of Al McGuire. So that's what we call her now. Um, anyway, she was there and there was another lady there. So, you know, I order, I order the nachos 
and um, the the lady at the register who's not McKnight uh, is talking to me, and she I had gotten a new tattoo, and she's like, oh, like that looks really cool, and I was, where'd you get it, and whatever. We were just and we were talking, and you know whatever. She was being nice to me, and then the McKnight asks me. Uh, she goes, uh, you know, do you want the, the cheese and jalapenos on the nachos? I'm like, yeah, sure. So she, she, McKnight is the one who prepares my order, gives it to me. I pay for the nachos. I go back to my seats. Well, uh, our seats. I get back to the seats, and Jeremy, the first thing I noticed was that uh, there were very few jalapenos on this. And I was like, huh, well, they kind of jobbed me on the jalapenos. And then I realized that there was hardly any cheese on it. Um, you know, listeners, if you can, if you can think about this in your mind— it's an entire basket of chips, and I think what McKnight did was ladle one like one spoonful of cheese on all these chips, and that was it. So it's like there was a little bit of cheese on top, and then no cheese under that at all. So it's like once you ate like the five chips that had cheese on it, uh, it was done. So I was like, well, this is fucking bullshit, and I, I started getting kind of pissed about it. And, you know, Jeremy and I have talked about this, like, this food is too expensive to fuck up. So... I, uh, you know, I'm like, I-, I should go back, but I didn't want to go back to that stand because it's like I'd had an extended conversation with that one lady and it's like, you know, it would be kind of awkward to go back and complain. So I was like, all right, well, I'll just go to the other stand that serves the the, ch- the chips with the cup of cheese and just see if they can put more cheese on these nachos. So I go back to that. I go to that stand and then I asked the guy and I was like, hey, could, could you put more cheese on these nachos? And he's like, I don't think the nachos come with cheese. And I was like, the nachos don't come with cheese? And, he, and, and you know, I, I was like, look, I was like, look at these. I, I hardly got, I got these over there, and I hardly got any cheese on them. And he, and he goes, well, that's an over there thing. And I, I went, I was like, all right. And so I just, I went back to, my fu- to the fucking seat. And so uh, I was pissed, but I ate the nachos, and I, compl- I wrote an email complaining about it later that night. Jeremy had done the same thing with, pr- with previous food that had, had gone awry. Um, I received a response several days later. I sent pictures, too. I took pictures of these bullshit nachos. <laughs> and um, I, uh, I, sent, I, I sent the pictures along. And, and I got a response from somebody in, like, the Cubs fan services. And they're like, well, like, you know, the first thing, you know, you should do uh, if that happens is just immediately go up to the vending stand and let them know something's wrong. Um, and I admit that the move would have been to go back to that other stand and just get more cheese, like the, my original stand. Sure, whatever. I, I admit that. But I, I responded. You didn't, you to, didn't uh, tell them that you were flirting with that with the the worker, and you didn't want to go back there. Yeah, if, yeah, if you yeah. Told uh, them that, well, well, it like, was, oh, of course, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it was. Oh, it was. It was not flirting. Believe me. I was just politely answering questions. But uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so. Uh, uh, what I, uh, anyway, the, the, email, the email said, um, well, I'll, I'll forward this to a, a, a concession supervisor. So I responded, and I said, look, I'm an avid fan. I don't want to miss a pitch. Like, with the rate of play now, like, if I would have gone back and gotten more cheese, like, I would have I missed a half inning. And, and then I ended the email by saying, thank you for forwarding this to a supervisor. So I, it's like that, that means that this is not a, a fixed issue. I have not heard back from a concession supervisor, so if I don't hear anything by the next time we go, I'm going to go to whatever fan services like desk they have and continue to complain about this. We saw Tom Ricketts uh, a couple days ago. If I ever, if, if we ever are in a situation where we can get his autograph and this hasn't been resolved, I have half a mind to mention this to him. But like, <laughs> Take it all the way to the top. 
Yeah, it, it literally. But uh, yeah, man. I mean, you, you know, you you've had this experience before. It just it fucking pisses you off when your food is subpar. It, like that was sixteen dollars for nachos and a bottle of Sprite. Yeah, and I didn't even think my dad paid for that food at <laughs> the time when I got screwed over. <laughs> but um, <laughs> nice. Well, I mean, geez, like where do we begin here, folks? This is like we should have prepared people for this story. I mean, um. <laughs> It's um and I well let me just say my part my my like experience with this story too is like so Jack comes down and like he 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 we see the nacho thing or the the jalapeno thing we see the cheese thing and like I was like kind of just like I was trying to be supportive I was like this that's bullshit man you know like that you know and I yeah said like yeah this food's too expensive for it to be like that to be fucked up like that and um like I was kind of like being like uh, a supportive ear and then I was and then I kind of said I I was hesitant to say like I'd go back there but like I think I might have like encouraged you to like you expressed maybe going back and I encouraged it and then when you came back and you it wasn't resolved I was just like uh like did I like I was trying to think of like my part in this like did I like you know did I egg you on to go back there or like should I have just told you like let it go or something so no, Jeremy. I mean, he, here's the thing, man. Like, uh, I was going to go back there, I think, like, regardless of what you said. Uh, I, don't, I don't know, man. Um, yeah, I was, uh, like, I, I was just beside myself. I think I think you could tell that, you know. Um, so it, it wasn't really your fault. Like, I, I, I needed to go back on principle. I, but, like, you know, I should have gone back to the other stand. It's fine. Um, but whatever though, like you shouldn't, you know, it does take a long time to get up. So if it had been closer to game time, we still probably had 10 minutes before the game started. But like, yeah, man, I want to, I want to be in my seat too, just enjoying these. And I want to, I want to have finished eating them before the game starts so I can keep score instead of eating nachos. So it's like, yeah, it's just, uh, 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 very, very disappointing, uh, on the Cubs part. So yeah, this is going to be kind of an ongoing storyline, I think throughout the year. Yeah. So we'll, uh. We'll see what happens. Well, I'm glad. I will say on behalf of the listeners, um, I'm glad that you got yourself involved in a uh, running story here, Jack, um, <laughs> because now we can, you know, check in on this on future episodes. Um, right. Maybe not on the next episode, but maybe in two episodes, maybe we'll have a, a resolution. Um, Absolutely. But uh, but yeah, I will say, Jack, you did miss. So we should mention this was Matt Mervis's major league debut. They, they, we, mm-hmm. we got the know the news that they were calling him up uh, the day before. So um, we got to see his major league debut. Uh, you did miss him getting introduced and like the pop he got from the audience. So like yep. that was there was that or the crowd. Um, there was that. You did miss the Gary Cole first pitch. So even that, I you know you could say you can email them and say like, hey, I missed the Gary Cole first pitch for this goddamn it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That would give me cred too. They'd be like, this guy really was here. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, one thing you also did miss, Jack, is um. Uh, they honored Nico Horner um, on the field as well. Um, I forget even now what it was. Maybe it was like he was the Cubs Player of the Month. I think uh, uh-huh. for April, May, or uh, for March, April, or something like that. I think that's what it was. And they they gave him a watch, uh, some like nice watch, and it came in like a, a big box and stuff. And he took it out and so like or like they handed him the box right, and he was with some guy from like the watch company. Uh, I forgot what watch, what company it was, but they handed him the the thing and the camera's on him and like he's on the video board at Wrigley Field and they're like you know to honor him he's receiving this watch from uh, Movado Watches or whatever and then Nico Horner like opens the box 
And then like I think the the watch yes I don't I I don't, I'm trying to remember if it was even in like another bag after that but like he opened it up and he held the he took the watch out and it was it was mounted on like one of those things that a watch is mounted on when you look at it like in the store like yeah. it's it's like some like um oblong thing to like make it look you know like it would look on a wrist but then Nico Hunter started like taking it off of the thing and like he was trying to like put it on and like the guy was trying to help him but he he, he couldn't figure out like how to get it off and like I was like I was kind of like dude Nico like why did you why are you taking this watch off right now like it's like it's too like cumbersome to try to do right now and like the camera's on you they just want you to hold the watch and have a photo op but he actually took it off and like and then the guy couldn't figure out how to like get it off of the thing and I saw him like look past the camera and, and like be like hey 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 like hey come over here help us like there was probably some other like person from the company and the the owner guy like called him over like hey come on get this watch off and eventually like they just cut away the camera cut away from it because it was like it was just too weird like of a visual um and it was just a weird like clunky thing and part of, I'm I'm a little surprised that Nico Horner did that it seemed kind of like amateur hour to do that but like it was it was kind of funny yeah um oh man I'm 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 sad I missed this now um hey you know he's he's still a he's still a young player he's I guess he's not polished when it comes to trying to do those on-field ceremony things yeah yeah I guess so um you know one like an early of many uh, accolades that he he may receive here but, right yeah maybe a, a gold glove according to Sutcliffe yeah exactly yeah um so so yeah so like we said it was um it was an exciting day uh, Amaya's first home game Matt Mervis's yep. uh, major league debut um and it's like you know these guys I, they were batting um uh not quite back to back but they were batting 7th and ninth in the lineup so they they mm-hmm. came up in the in the same inning in the bottom of the second inning um and of course you know you want to see that you want to see them uh, have their at bat there were people in front of us. There was uh, two couples, uh, two guys and two girls, and um, they clearly had no interest in the baseball game. Did it? The the at least one of the guys or like one of the couples had no knowledge of baseball. He was like openly asking the guy like questions, like you know, like or the guy was explaining to him like what like the box score is and like what innings are and like all this shit. And it's just like you know you hear these conversations all the time at a baseball game, but it's like it's kind of a bummer to, to, to have these people having this conversation and like drowning, drowning things out. They also were getting up a lot and getting food and getting drinks and whatever. And they both got up. They both managed to get up during the Mervis and Amaya at bats. Yeah. Um, I mean, you just, you just talk about people who not only don't know the game, but like have no awareness of what's going on at all, like yeah. in, in the stadium. Um, I mean, you'd think they would have heard the word Mervis, uh, somewhere or like when Matt Mervis got a huge cheer when the lineups were announced, like that would have maybe registered with them. I mean, like, I've always wondered, like at that Blackhawks game we went to, it's like when I was asking questions about hockey, it's like, did I seem like that? <laughs> But, like, A, I, I feel like I'm not distracting anybody, but, B, I, I also feel like I could tell you about something that maybe isn't hockey-related. Like, these people, like, I, I don't think they could tell me about shit about, like, anything. They were just, like, you know, they, they were just, like, they, they were just huddled together. It was like they, uh, they were cup, they were two couples, right? But it was like the two guys were sitting together and the two girls. And, yeah. like, you know, they were, just, they were just talking to each other the whole game and weren't even watching um, and yeah, like you said, they got up during the, the Mervis at bat, just completely no awareness of, of what was going on at all. 
Yeah, really frustrating. I even think I think they might have said like it's something like they were like they're like which seats are we in and they were like trying to like like they were standing while trying to figure out where they were sitting. I do remember one guy came back with food and his wife did the thing where she stood up to receive the food instead of just receiving yep. the food. Yep. Which yep. is like why are you standing? Why you do not need to stand for this. Um at one point um it was in um actually it was at Maya's first at bat. He got hit um and like the elbow, I actually didn't watch the replay. I don't know where he got hit, but he was down for a minute. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it was a little scary because, you know, it would seem like Cubs luck for this this like guy finally made up to the big leagues, was was a huge prospect for the team to get hurt and, um, you know, go on the IL or something. Um, he was down uh, like on the on the ground for, for a minute. Um, the trainers came out. He eventually got up and went to first base and everyone cheered or whatever. And like, as soon, I don't know if you caught this, Jack, but like the 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 wife of like so it was yeah it was like man one man two woman two woman one I guess like mm-hmm. with the, the corresponding couple so woman two um, right after um, Amaya got up and went to first base I the woman turned to like guy one I think and she's like hey I have a scar from when I got hit in my ba- in my softball game. And I'm like, what? Who gives a shit? Like, you have a scar. Who cares about your scar? Like, are you comparing, like, what, what Amaya just went through to you getting hit in, the, like, a softball game? Like, you're, again, like, don't even include yourself in the same, like, concept or, or thought as, as a Major League Baseball player getting hit. Like, I don't care about your damn scar. And also, w- scar, w- were you playing with a spiked ball or something? Like, <laughs> w- how do you get a scar from getting hit? on your arm. Like if you got hit in the forehead, I could yeah. see you getting a scar, but you got a scar on your arm from getting hit. Like it almost sounds like, like she was making it up. No, that's uh yeah, that, that's absurd. Unless like the ball hit her and then like, she somehow needed to get Tommy John surgery because it like hit her elbow just right. Or something yeah, right. like that. I, that, that seems, seems unlikely though. Yeah. Yeah. So I, did you hear when she said that Jack? No, man, I, I didn't. That's a, that's an all timer though. That's a good one. I was just like, and like, I also I have to say I'm I mean I'm 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 surprised that a woman said that too I I can almost see like a guy kind of trying to say that like saying like oh yeah man check out my scar or something <laughs> but it's like she was trying to say it like I don't know anyway um another fucking like foul like party foul or like food foul that or definitely a Chicago foul that they did was the and I hate this by the way too this is just like I. I, I uh, you know, I'm in a, I'm in a happy marriage. I, I, I love my wife. We get along great. Uh, but I'm not in a situation where we're buying one piece of food and sharing it. No, man. Sh- sharing food is gross, dude. What is like, what is that? I mean, like, like, I mean, like sharing nachos makes sense. Sharing a sure. pizza makes sense, but okay. So they got a combo. They got a beef and sausage combo. Which is like a for anyone outside of Chicago who doesn't know what this is. It's a, it's a it's a, a loaf of like a thing of French bread, with an Italian sausage on there and Italian beef on top of it. It's fucking amazing. It's one of the best fucking inventions in the history of food. Um, but it's like if you're getting that, fucking get it. They were like sharing it, and like not only were they sharing it, but they were eating it with a knife and fork. And yeah, this breaks so many rules. That, like, if I wasn't already mad at these people, like, I would have, you know, that would have been enough. They could have, they could have, like, given us their seats and, like, a foul ball, and I saw them do that, I'd still be pissed off at them. 
Like, sure. What a foul and a betrayal of Chicago food. It was really, you know, the fucking the 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 bear. Like, they should write this into the bear season two. Like, someone comes in and like share, like eats a knife, a combo with a knife and fork, and then like you know the 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 cousin guy like who's kind of crazy and loudmouth like he runs him out of the store or something like it's this is we're in a new a uh, new territory here with Italian beef like the world the whole country and the world is is learning about Chicago Italian beef you can't be pulling this shit I it really made me mad yeah um uh well first of all yeah I think they were eating it with the same knife and fork too like they were just they were sharing yeah. a they were sharing a fork which is yeah. gross um. I've never, I've never had one of these combos. Is is that sort of like if you eat a, th- a thin, thin crust slice of pizza with a knife and fork too? Is that like you just, you're just not supposed to do it? It's just lame. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'll give them the knife and the fork, I guess, because they're husband and wife. But like, it's, it's just like, yeah, you don't, you don't do it. I mean, like, it's a messy thing, and I wouldn't necessarily. My dad has gotten combos at at Cubs games before. He he he's he's into it if they have them, but like. I wouldn't maybe not get it at a Cubs game because it's just too much. But like, yeah, it's just it's gonna be messy. But that's what you you know you're going. You don't get like meat piled on top of meat and be like, oh, it's too messy. Like, yeah. you know, just fucking do it and like don't share it. If you're gonna if you're gonna share it, like cut it in half. Actually, I will say I maybe have like my dad has split a combo with me before, but he cuts it in half, and uh, you know we each have our own se- separate receptacle like. But like this passing it back and forth thing, like oh, let me, I'm just gonna have a little nibble of it, then I'll pass it to you, and you have a little nibble. Maybe if there's any left, you pass it back to me, and I'll have some. It's like fucking get out of here with that shit, man. It's a disgrace. No, well, it's uh, yeah, and and they took about five innings to finish it too. Um, yeah, right. Know, on top of everything. Yeah, it was just a, a mess. Um, uh, guy two, I heard guy two to say say to guy one at one point, like, so what makes it a Chicago dog? And I'm like, all right, <laughs> just fucking get out of here. Like that was the least of their their sins. Um, but like, I will say, don't be asking the guy who's eating the combo with a knife and fork what a Chicago dog is because he's probably gonna say something wrong. Like, sure. So anyway, I that that was um you know I that was enough. But then they also got up during the two biggest at bats of the of the game. So anyway, right. Uh, yeah, yeah, great, great people. Um, we, uh, we were in left field, um, so we knew that eventually, uh, you know, towards the end of the game, we would have to move to right, uh, so we did, uh, and I think it was the, after the top of the eighth inning, um, so we, we caught the last, uh, couple half innings, uh, in, in right field. Uh, in the bottom of the eighth inning, um, there was a play where, uh, I believe the Cubs scored in that inning to give themselves a little bit of a cushion, but there was a high fly ball. It was a sunny day. Garrett Hampson was in right field, and uh, he, um, he he dropped the ball. He lost the ball in the sun, and then uh, it was actually the one where he uh, slipped. He slipped. Oh yeah, yeah, it. he slipped. He didn't. Uh, that that was the next day. Burdick uh, Burdick dropped the ball in the yeah. sun. I think uh, Hampson Hampson slipped. Yeah, so he just he just flat out slipped. Um, slipped yeah. and fell and, mi- and missed the ball. Um, slipped and, and fell then, and so, the ball. What was that? <laughs> I was doing the cadence from. Uh, uh, Rain Man, uh, what is he? Oh. He's like choked and screamed and grabbed my hair or something. Like, I forgot what he says, but anyway. Oh God, what cadence. is he? Act? Qantas never crashed. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, Hampson. Uh, so he slips, and um, you know, we we watched the replay, and I, you know, uh, I for some reason I think maybe you hadn't re- seen what what happened uh, or something, and then I, I was like, yeah, I think he just slipped and fell, and then this guy who was sitting in front of us turns around and he goes, because he sucks. 
And it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's like what? What? Like, you know, okay, so he plays for the other team. So just like, no matter what happens, like just it, it happened because the guy sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sure. <laughs> Anyone on um, the other team sucks. Anyone on our team is good. If you fall down, you suck. Yep. You, you know, even if the grass is slippery or like the sod isn't settled or you're whatever, like maybe you have the wrong cleats on, you still suck, I guess. Yep. Yep. And, you know, I could get if this was like game six of the NLCS and you're you're fired up and you're like, fuck yeah, like you yeah. suck. You know, but this this is the Marlins in, in early May. And it's like, come on, man. It's not that big of a deal. Like, you don't you don't know what you're talking about. So, you know, that that's a, that's the type of meatball fan uh, that, that you sometimes get. Uh, and I, I guarantee you, he he had no idea who it was that slipped, and I'm sure he couldn't name you know three players on the Cubs, much less anybody on the Marlins. So, yeah, absolutely, it was um, uh, it, it, that was pretty silly. Um, and it was weird, like because we had just sat down behind those yeah. guys too. <laughs> I we don't did. know if he was like, yeah, I don't know if he was like mad that we sat behind him, and maybe that was his way of acting out or something, but. Uh, <laughs> It was it was weird, um, and we kind of just like la- looked at each other and kind of like laughed silently about it, yeah. Uh, and and of course wrote it down in our notes. Um, Jack, the line from Rain Man is uh, squeezed and pulled and hurt my neck. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> nice. <laughs> I haven't seen that um, movie in a long time. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Um, it's good. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, so so yeah, so that the game ended. We we got down. Um, uh, you know, uh, pretty, pretty quickly when you, when you kind of move to like, kind of get in position to get down to the bus, uh, quickly, you're kind of just ready for that, for the mad dash. And so we, we made that mad that we are, we spotted, we spot, we eyeballed some people or we like spotted out some people who were going to be slow and we're like, okay, like make sure we get past these people. Um, and we did, we got down there. We got a, we got the catbird seat, I believe. Yep. Um, for, for the, for the railing, for the, for the Marlins bus. And we got down there and, um, we were ready to go. Um, we, um, the, the Marlins had like, um, you know, they had a couple, um, coaches that we wanted to get. Um, so, uh, one, like, so we, we bought some cards of, of some of, of said coaches, one of which was, was Brant Brown, former cub, um, Brant Brown, uh, famously, I mean, I will say he's most famously known as a Cub for dropping uh, that ball in like the yep. ninety or the ninety eight series or season. Maybe? Yeah, that that happened. Uh, that happened against the Brewers, I think. Yeah, where so he dropped the ball and like Ron Sando goes like, "No, oh no!" Yep, yep, yep. and yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's I mean, so maybe in that sense, maybe that's maybe that's why Brand Brown is the way he is. But um, sure, he came out and he was pretty noticeable and. Not only did he snub us, but he didn't even look at us, man. Didn't even look no. at us. No, no, happened both happened both days, but um, yeah, he came right out, just went right on the bus. Uh, yeah, man, what you should you should have gone next time because you know he's not going to sign anyway. You should go. No, no, he probably <laughs> he probably know what you were talking about. Um, yeah, exactly. But yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, so he's their hitting coach. Uh, yeah, he was an asshole, man. Like I don't I don't know what his deal was, but he was a real jerk. Yeah, I mean, like even like Christian Yelich has looked at us like. Um, uh, you know, I feel like Mookie Betts is like, I, I, I feel like, you know, some other players have looked at us like him and, Bri- and Bryce Harper, are like the only two guys who've never like even looked at us, I would say. Yeah. And at least Bryce Harper's team was on a losing streak that almost cost them the playoffs. Right. You know? And he's um, like one of the biggest stars in baseball. Um, right. 
Brant Brown is, you know, yeah, whatever, the assistant hitting coach on the Miami Marlins or something, or the hitting coach, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, screw screw, screw him. Uh, we, we ran into him the second day, too. We, we graphed uh, two days in a row on Saturday, and, we'll, you know, we'll get back to him. Uh, there yeah, well, dub- also— yeah, double yeah. snub. Actually, double oh, snub. Yeah. We can we can talk about it. I think like yeah, yeah, he, yeah. I, like so, yeah. And so on on fast forward to Saturday, he he's absolutely the same thing. Completely snubbed us again. So yep. pretty sad. Yep. Um. um so yeah. the uh, when you're waiting there and you have the catbird seat, uh, you often get a view of the uh, wives and girlfriends who come down the wags. They kind of hang out on the other side of the gate, uh, sometimes waiting for their husbands. Sometimes waiting for a whole a, more of a group of them so they can all get on the bus together. Um, so uh, right next to us uh, on the other side of the gate was uh, St- Kevin, uh, J- not Kevin Stallings. Kevin Stallings, a college basketball coach. Jacob Stallings, uh, uh, catcher from the Marlins. His wife and uh, two, it actually was revealed, three little kids. He's got like yeah. one kid who's maybe elementary school, one kid who's like three or four, and then a little baby. Um, so like the three of them and then his wife, and then we identified her because like, she had a jacket on that said Stallings on the sleeve, and then, like, the kids had Stallings jerseys on. So I was like, okay, this is obviously his family. Um, we were calling them the, uh, uh, the, Stalling, the Stallings brats um, yes. because they were, they were very – they seemed very spoiled. They seemed like whatever, uh, whatever they wanted, they were just kind of able to do. Uh, they, they had this, like, baseball. It was almost like a uh, – uh, uh, it wasn't a baseball. It was pretty hard, Jeremy. It was like made of a hard rubber. Is that what you say it was made of? Yeah, or like plastic even or something. Yeah. Like like a wiffle ball with like a like a fake plastic like leather over it or something maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they had like a, sh- a short little bat too. And the, yeah. so the mom was was these uh the two older kids were taking turns hitting the ball like they were they were almost playing pepper. Like the mom was the mom was hitting the ball or the mom was throwing the ball to them. And then the kids would try to hit it, and then either she would field it, or like a random security guard who got hit with the ball, like would field it. Yeah. Um, they, and these, these kids were yeah, they were full, they were taking full swings, and the ball was just yeah. going wherever. And like sometimes yeah, it would bounce off the 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 the, the gate like uh, thing, or sometimes it would just fly off into the the distance, and then someone would have to like kick it back or throw it back or whatever. They were like, imagine playing like swinging like baseball like batting practice in your living room it was kind of i mean it felt like that almost yeah only with like uh big crowds of people like just walking trying to get out of the stadium yeah um and just nobody was stopping it uh and it went on for a long time too it probably went on for at least 15 to 20 minutes and you'd think like i was gonna gonna say at one point there was a baby they had a baby with them and the baby was sitting on the ground and like it would so it would be like if you were watching a big league game and the baby was sitting like where like a bunt where like a well-placed bunt would be <laughs> and it was just sitting there and like the kid was like swinging and the ball was like whizzing like right over the baby's head and like a real baby like yeah. like um it was like whizzing over their head and like I'm like this fucking ball is going to you know he's going to hit a screamer off this baby's skull like, yeah, and, and uh, like, yeah. and you said it was a real baby. It like, you know, it, it looked like a baby that was young enough to like still have its head be soft. So it's oh, yeah. like, you know, a, a freaking ball is just gonna hit this thing. And like, we were the only ones that seemed to notice or right. like were concerned about it. Yeah, me, me, you, and Chris, we kept saying like that baby, like get that baby out of there. And we were like, and I said, yeah, I said at one point, I'm like, I think we're the only three that that care about this situation right now. 
Yeah, it was it was absurd. And it like you know, like I was saying, it went on for about twenty minutes. You you'd think at some point the mom would be like, All right, that you know, all right guys, that's enough. Like let's you know, let's wait let's wait for dad now. Um but no, it just it just kept uh kept going on until until Stallings got there. It was just uh I've never seen anything like it. And you know, uh I think like Kevin Stallings some uh, Kevin, god damn it, Jacob Stallings, yeah. someone should uh someone should forward him the story of Drake LaRoche. Um just uh <laughs> Just do him a favor, because like you know, we, we don't want we don't want another one of those situations to happen. But it it feels like it's trending in that direction. Um. So um. You know, we have a part two to that. I. You want to save that for just like a separate chunk, Jack? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Why not? Because uh, that that's a little bit more in depth, and we have we have we have someone we need to introduce <laughs> before that. Yeah. Yeah. For um, sure. So we're waiting out there, and uh, I've seen this happen at games before. But these uh these these Amish kids. Um, get behind us. It's like a whole group of them, probably about 10, 10 Amish teenagers get get behind me, you, and Chris. And and at this point, there were other people at the bus, too, because players had started to come out. And, you know, they had nothing to sign, and they didn't know who the players were. A couple of them had pens and, like, pieces of paper. Um, I don't think they ended up getting any autographs, but it was just, like, it was a, it was just a very, um, uh, I, I don't know, it was it was something to be remarked on. Well, we, yeah, we've, like you said, like you said, Jack, we've seen them before and like, yeah. I, I think they, I think they were, we, I think we might've talked about, I think that they were around when we got Derek Shelton. They were. And like, I think one of them wanted to have him sign like a dollar bill or something like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, it, it's weird. It's just weird. Like of all the, the, the like bus characters you see, you don't necessarily expect to see like Amish guys, uh, but, but they're there. Um, so it's weird. Um, but are they? Wait a second. I'm trying to think now. Are they? Are they Amish or are they like Hasidic Jew Jewish people? Um, I'm not sure. I, I I feel like I did not get an, a good enough look at um, look at them. Yeah. To uh, to really determine, I, I sort of just saw them and then and then turned my head back. But uh, yeah. that, that's a good that's a good question, Jeremy. Because I think the uh, I, I think the Shelton kids were. Um, were uh, Hasidic Jews, so okay. I, you know I don't I don't I don't know if these kids were as well. It, I it it seems like you don't want to as much as you don't want to confuse them. You also don't want to just stare at them too. So like I don't know, uh, but regardless, <laughs> it was a, it was the same general look, like the hat and the the beard. I think, um, but like so so yeah, I don't know. Um, but uh, but yeah, just they're 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 there sometimes. So you you know if you ever graph, you might run into them. Yeah, no, um, for sure. Uh, one, one guy that I want to talk about that I like really is like, kind of like still boggling my mind, you know, almost a week later, there was this guy walking around with the team and like, he came out of the stadium with a group of people. And then I think he even like went back in and then came back out again, but he just looked like a rich guy. Like he looked Mm -hmm. like he like had like, like reddish like definitely like he like he seemed like he was like in a tan like he like tans like he does a tanning booth yeah. he had like kind of like grayish blonde hair or something like grayish like like whitish like it probably used to be blonde like when he was like probably in his like late 50s maybe ish yeah. um and just wearing like i feel like he wore like a really like pressed shirt with like a stiff collar and like he had these like sunglasses on, like these almost like mirror shades or whatever. And he had like a group of guys in like shirt and ties, like following him around. And he just see- he was and he was kind of like a he was kind of a smaller guy too. Um, but like he seemed like he was like some kind of like 
fucking I, I don't, I'm not even sure like how to like caricaturize him like um he looked like a casino owner or something like you know sure. like a pit yeah boss he or looked something. like a character that Michael J Fox would play or something I don't know um, <laughs> although 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 maybe maybe not as uh, maybe not as wily um yeah I uh I, I don't know it, yeah it's it's hard to really uh put a fine point on him but it, it he seemed like he was the fucking owner or something the way he, he was carrying it yeah, I want to know who this guy is, like, because like a lot of times we see guys who like, they're I think they're like the traveling secretary for the team, like they keep going talking to like the bus driver and like relaying messages and like looking for guys and they have like a list sometimes, and like you can kind of look at them and be like, oh, this guy must be like the traveling secretary or something like that. Um, this guy was just walking around like I'm like, is this guy the owner of the damn team? Like. If if we didn't know that Kim Eng was the GM, I would have thought, thought maybe he was the GM. But yeah. like, it was weird. Uh, and then we did see him the next day too, and like it was the same drill. Like he was walking, he had this like little entourage with him, and like I think they got into like a limo or like a, a like a limo, limo Hummer type of thing, and like uh-huh. drove off. Um, but I still don't know who that is. I'm I I, I guess I don't know. I want to go through like the Marlins media guide and try to find out who this guy is, maybe. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I, I was. It was definitely, uh, definitely weird. Um, uh, so Jazz Chisholm, Jazz was the guy everybody wanted, um, and he came out, and we didn't even really almost see him come out. Like nobody, nobody made him as he was walking through the concourse, and then he had on like a, a hoodie. He did a Xander Bogarts, where he had a, a hoodie on, he, and he got on the bus. We, we should explain this this jacket that he was wearing too. It was like this yeah. puffer jacket. This it was like a yellow gold like puffer jacket like it looked like a, a hip-hop jacket or something and he had a hood on that was kind of tied tight and um yeah it was just it was definitely a noticeable jacket like that you would like you know you would notice from from far away um and like yeah all there there were kind of more people there than we would have guessed for the marlins yep. but they were clearly all there for jazz yep and like yeah so jazz jazz walks out everyone goes like jazz jazz over yep. here sign one and uh, yeah, and then he kind of he just turns away from them and just kind of disappears, right? Yeah, he did. Uh, and I, you know, I think he went on the bus, uh, and then everybody was like, "Aw!" And then everybody, literally everybody, but you, me, Chris, and Joe Don Baker Jr. left. Uh, we should mention that Joe Don Baker Jr. was at the bus at this. Yes, point yeah, he too. he was at the bus too. This kid's a, a budding grapher. Um, but uh, yeah, so everybody but us four leaves, and then. Out of nowhere, Jazz gets off the bus or comes back from wherever he went, yeah. and he sign and he signs for the four of us. Yeah, there, we should say we should mention that John Birdie came out. Yep, and like Birdie, as Birdie, you know, was making the crossover from the stadium to the bus, we called for him. Um, he 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 kind of looked back, and I don't know if he was gonna come back or get on the bus, but behind him, Jazz was walking towards us. And it just it just became we were like whoa 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 and like I had to flip back my book to the Jazz Chisholm page because I already turned away from it, and uh, it just happened so quick it was crazy. It, it was um, uh, yeah we almost couldn't believe it and even the security guard standing there was a younger guy who we'd never yeah. seen before he was like oh man that was crazy like, <laughs> yeah, was- like man that was crazy man <laughs> he even called he even called someone on the phone and he was like hey man. They, they all left, man. It was crazy. Like, <laughs> he was, like as like he was recounting it as it like was only like you know three minutes old. It was it was just yeah. really funny. But like yeah, all those people left, 
And like I was saying, like, and he kind of had like a smirk on his face when he came over by us. And yeah. it's almost like I, I, I feel like he almost only signed for us for the thrill of knowing that he shook like twenty people. It was yeah. crazy. Um, I, I know, man. You're, you're right. It's like a, it was almost like some kind of weird fetish with him. But like, yeah. um, man, my, I got my heritage sign of his. Uh, it looks beautiful. Um, it, it's awesome, man. That's the best. That's the best graph I've I've gotten on there. I've gotten at the bus so far. It was great. Yeah. Now you can tell that that idiot who doesn't give a shit about Jim Palmer. It's like you got Jazz Chisholm. Right, because that, that's what people always ask you. They're like, oh, who's the best person you ever got here? Well, now I have a, a good answer. And I never felt good about saying Palmer because, like, that fucking, you know, the incredible bulk fucking made me smear my fucking, my fucking card. So, like, fuck yeah. that guy. Uh, so, but now I, I, have a great, I have a great answer for it so that, you know, that, I'm happy. And it, it became lore, Jeremy. Like, the next day, yeah. you know, we were talking to somebody and they're like, yeah, we heard he came out, out of the bus yesterday. It's like, yeah, dude, we're the fucking guys that got him. This yeah. was truly like a we got him, man. We fucking got him. Like that. It was <laughs> yeah. that. That is like deserved for Jazz Chisholm. So that was good. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I know. Yeah. The yeah. The misplaced uh, enthusiasm of Michael Hermosillo on yeah. a, on a blue Cubs on a blue fake Cubs jersey <laughs> with a blue marker with yeah. a blue marker. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. 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 Um. Uh. So. So. Yeah. It was just that was just a weird thing. Like both that and the J rod experiences have just been like, just weird. It's just been like, Oh my God, this is like happening. And like, you didn't like you, you just pull the card back and you see that there's an autograph on it. And you're like, I can't believe that just happened. But, yep. um, but yeah, so, so yeah. So, um, you know, people continued to come out. Um, we each had, you had a skip Schumacher card, right? I, I sure, sure did ordered a heritage of his. Yeah. Manager of the Marlins. We saw him last year, I think with the Padres when he was a coach there. Mm-hmm. Um, and he came out early. He was like early on the second bus, I want to say, right? Yep. Yeah, you can always tell the managers that think they're players when like they come out early. Um, but he, yeah, he, uh, he was just kind of a douche. He didn't look at us the first day. The second day, he waved at us. Uh, yeah. So yeah. he snubbed us twice too. Seems like he just doesn't sign. Um, but he was out before all of his coaches. He got back on the bus. So um, yeah. you know, that de- he's definitely just not a manager that signs. No, I, it seems like to be like a. Like a a weird message to send to your coaching staff and to your team, but especially your coaching staff, just like, yeah, I'm going to come out before you guys do. Like I'm running this thing, but I'm like leaving. Like, I think I can just leave before everyone else does. It's like, fuck, I don't even do that at like my teaching job. I'm like the last (laughs) one out of the building, man. Like, um, to the point where like the security gets, I think is mad at me (laughs) because I keep them longer, but it's like, I'm not leaving like early, like, it's crazy anyway so i you know i don't know maybe i don't know if he'll be long for for managing but um i guess kevin it's worked out for kevin cash but uh yeah right but yeah right. um, um yeah we so did then get, we did get a lot of their assistant coaches though yeah onto the coaching the 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 coaches that we really wanted and like that stayed you know that stayed behind um yeah right we yeah we we cleaned up there as well Sure did. Yeah, we got we got Mel Stottlemyre, which is awesome. Um, I got him on his uh, his uh, I think it's his 1990 card. Um, it looks uh, it looks outstanding. Really great autograph. Uh, Jeremy, you had gotten him last year, I believe, right? Yeah, I'm not sure if we talked about that on the podcast, but no. uh, um, yeah, I, uh, I I got him. Uh, I got him on that 90 card last year, and then so I got him on a 91 card. I wasn't even I wasn't necessarily even going to get him, but I knew that you and Chris were going to get him. So I'm like, mm-hmm. what the hell? I have another card of his. 
Um, he did go over his face a little bit on this one, which I'm kind of bummed about. But he's got a big... So he signs his name Mel Stottlemyre, and it has a big looping junior on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that J did, did him in. Like, he went right over his face with <laughs> it, but it's okay. Yeah, he, uh, he thankfully, he didn't do that on mine. It looks it looks really good. We also got John Mabry, too. Uh, definitely a guy we both remembered. I got Mabry on a 95 Topps uh, uh, flagship. Um, that, that, that is the first, uh, top set that I was aware of when it was coming out in real time. Um, and I remember that card from when I was a kid. So it was cool. Definitely cool to get Mabry. He was really nice and he signed for us. Um, so that was cool. And then we got Rod Barajas too. Yeah, it was, it was cool. Um, the Barajas, like I, as much as we tried to like spot him, um, as he, on the field, which we did, he was coming over and Jack actually said like, is that him? And I was like, uh, I don't think so. Um, and then it turned out to be him. So I'm glad, uh, I'm glad we, we called him over, but yeah, we got yeah, him. It, yeah. It didn't, it didn't help that they had a, their traveling secretary or whoever the hell that guy was looked yeah. exactly like Rod Barajas. They, like, yeah. they could have been, they could have been fucking brothers two years separated. So yeah, it was just like, that was, that was tough, but we got and him. And they, so th- and they have another guy on the coaching staff, the bullpen catcher, I think like, looks exactly like him too so yeah, yeah it was it was tough um but uh but yeah uh maybe it was cool um you know he was on the cubs briefly definitely not long enough to get a cubs card um yeah. but uh but yeah um it was cool to and, you know wreck both those guys up yeah that was uh that was awesome um uh so yeah and and jeremy there's something to be said for buying a card specifically so a guy can sign it and then he signs it um you know that's what i i that i did ebay for those guys so it's always always satisfying definitely you got your money's worth out of it um uh so yeah after uh after things had kind of cleared out anthony um uh came up to us you know we chatted with him briefly he he had somehow heard about jazz coming out so uh he asked us about that um, and then, you know, I, I think this was the day I feel like these, these graphing games are all, all running together, but was this the day he's like, all right, I'm going to go over there and see if I could get Suzuki. Is it, was that, was that that day? <laughs> I, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Suzuki is Anthony's freaking white whale. Um, and you know, uh, I don't want to give any spoilers about Suzuki, but like, uh, yeah. Um, I, I don't know if Anthony got him. I don't think we've seen him since, but, uh, right. Yeah, um, he definitely wants Suzuki. He brings up Suzuki all the time. That like that time he was like, should I get Suzuki or should I get Soto? So it's just like, you know, he's <laughs> well, always talking about him. We can't say, I guess we can say that um, we we did end up going to, um, actually, yeah, because we're kind of done with the, uh, the the Marlins bus at this yeah. point. So we did go over to the um, the Cubs parking lot, and the guy there were, there were still a couple guys there. And and actually, Joe Don Baker Jr. left the Marlins bus at some point and went yep. over to the Cubs. And we 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 walked over, and and the first thing we hear is like, "Oh man, Saya just left. He signed for everybody." Yeah. And we were like, "What? Like, no fucking way." I mean, mm-hmm. I was we we cleaned up at the Marlins and we got Jazz and like it it that definitely trumped like getting Saya. Um, but you know, he's been our white whale a little bit too, at least mine. Um, sure. And, um, and yeah, but like, yeah, Anthony wasn't over there. I don't know. So I don't, maybe he got him and just like fucking like, like drove off on Jonathan VR's, uh, (laughs) e-bike and then like got, got drunk or something to celebrate. But like, I don't know. He was nowhere in sight. So hopefully he got him. I don't know. But like, yeah, apparently say a sign for all these people. And it's like, damn it. I can't believe we almost like, we could have almost got that too. But, but yeah, but anyway, um, it was still cool to like, 
to get uh, to get jazz and in, especially in that circumstance, it was really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so, of the people who left when jazz went back to the bus that first time, um, Josh was there. Our uh, our old yeah. buddy Josh, um, uh, the kid Josh, and his and his friends who we ran into uh, in our first game this year. Uh, so yeah. they were there, and then when Jazz left, they left. So you know, I, I said to jo- Jeremy, Josh and- wasn't wasn't actually over at the bus. I don't think. I think just like one kid was. But but he- did did he? Are you sure he wasn't there? Because I, I for some reason I felt like I knew he was. I knew he was there. So I, I may have. Maybe I yeah I wasn't paying super close attention because they they were like they were to your right and you were to mm-hmm. my right so maybe but like I got the impression that only the one kid was over there but yeah maybe they maybe they all were okay yeah because I, I feel like I, I would have like heard Josh if he was there though we we might have or he probably would have been talking to the Stallings kids like he did the second day but like yeah uh, yeah I don't then think, again I don't like think I don't... he was there. No, and he uh, well, I, I've something made me say let's just go right to the back today, and I, I think I think it was because I thought that there were there were kids there, so maybe I recognized one of his friends. But anyway, I think I think we more or less just went straight to the back. Um, we didn't we didn't stay in the front of the Cubs lot at all. Yeah. Um, so we we just went straight to the back, and Josh and his his two friends were there, uh, and there was also an old weird drunk guy that you know we'll get to in a second. Yeah. But, um, sure. Uh, so. So they, uh, you know, we, we go up to them and they ask us like, uh, you know, like what, what went on over there or whatever. And we're like, yeah, we got jazz. And, and then one kid goes, you got jazz? Fuck. And then another kid, another kid, <laughs> another kid goes uh, like says, hey, watch your language. Um, no, no, no. I said watch your language. Oh, you, oh, you said watch your language. So we we yeah. walked over there and like uh, and like yeah, yeah. So like there are these three kids, right? And so like yeah, we said we got jazz. And then the kid goes fuck. And I'm like hey, 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 hey. You know, watch yeah. it, watch the language. And like I I was I was doing it as a joke, but like I thought you know it's kind of funny because those kids can't understand sarcasm. So like they I think they thought I was being serious, but then they also like like obeyed that they were like oh yeah like they were they, they try to they they try to calm down after that um yeah. but yeah so but they were like um yeah they were they were they were kind of flipping their wig because we got we got jazz they were and so then josh asks me he you know so josh has this thing where like he starts to freak out when somebody gets an autograph and he hasn't gotten one and um he's that, that was what happened with justin Steele last year so yeah. uh he still asks you about Steele. So, um, so anyway, like he, he asked me, he's like, Hey, can, so you got jazz? Like, can I see it? And then, so I said, you know, yeah, okay. So I, I open up the, my binder and I show him jazz. And right when he sees it, he, he, he makes a move to grab it out of, out of the binder to grab the card out of the sleeve and take it out of there. And he hits the card. Like he hit it. Like he tried to get his finger under the thing to take it out. And, um, I close it right away. And I didn't really say anything, but like I was fucking pissed. Like he could have. Jack gave me a look, like, like, can you, like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah, because he hit, he hit the card. Like you could hear his hand hit the card. Um, and like you know, I wasn't really worried about him taking it, but he could have dented or damaged the card, um, which was in mint condition. Um, and it really, really pissed me off. And then so right, right after that happened, one of his friends goes, "Are you gonna call the cops on a little kid?" Um, it's like, it's like, no, I'm not going to call the fucking cops on him, on you, but like, what the fuck, what the fuck kid? Like, you know? And so, uh, so then Jeremy, you said to me, you're like, Hey, if anyone asks, I didn't get him. But like, yeah, uh, yeah I think it was, we, you know, I think we learned the lesson. Like, you know, like who, like, who'd you get? Nah, no one, man. You know, yeah. we weren't signing. No shit. 
I'm never gonna. Uh, I'm never gonna tell them that again. And then, and then Josh starts saying to me, he's like, "Hey, like, look, I'm sorry. I wasn't gonna actually take your card." But it's like, yeah, bullshit, dude. Like, you would have fucking taken that card in a second, you little psycho. Um, yeah, I mean, like he. Yeah, it was weird. He did. He like. I think he like even patted you on the shoulder or something. He and did. Said, yeah, I'm sorry, man. Like, it's, it's like he kind of knew that he like went too far or something. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, but still no. did it. Yeah. Um, so. Real quick, like I so was that the Brewers game that we saw these three kids? Yeah, Josh? it was, and they got they got Bellinger and Mancini that day. Right, right, and so the one kid, if you recall, <laughs> the one kid um, who who turned to us and and said like, "Do you love baseball?" <laughs> to <laughs> yeah. us, he was there again, and um, right after we told him we got Jazz, this kid, the same kid without without a filter, he goes like, "Why would he sign for an old man and not little kids?" and it was just like again like kids say the darndest things like yeah like i mean i you know i guess to to i think that we're both like kind of like relatively young looking guys but like yeah you know they probably think we're like you know fucking like 90 years old or something so um it was just really funny so i kept i kept using that like old man thing um and like i think uh I i think like Brandon Hughes, like, I guess we can talk about that in a minute, but I, I, I revisited the old man thing later on with Brandon Hughes. Yeah, and I, I think that kid, Jeremy, the one you just talked about, I think he was the one who said, are you going to call the cops on a little kid? Uh, that's, a, that, that, that's, a, that's a good line. That's my favorite line. Yeah. Um, yeah, so anyway, with them, there was this fucking drunk creep with them. Like, and, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't – uh, our age but he was probably maybe 10 years younger than us like he he was just a fucking he was a drunk he was a drunk guy and you kind of couldn't tell that he was drunk at first and like he was like he was obsessed that we got jazz too he's like oh man it's so cool bro you got jazz he's like the best bro and then he he asked me if he could see the card and he takes he takes a picture of the card and it's like it's like it's like it's not your card dude like who who would care if they saw that picture Right, um, you can just go on eBay and look at a picture of an autographed Jazz Chisholm card, like yeah, you know. No, but but yeah, he. W- I would say this guy was in his twenties. I would say like yeah, I, that, like, that's a good that's a good call. He was too old to be hanging out with these kids, but like yes, but like it was it was weird and like yeah, like Jack, you mentioned like his shirt. He was wearing like a Cubs City Connect jersey, but it was like yeah, halfway unbuttoned and like you could see like his chest and stuff. It was like yeah, it was all weird and like so he like so um guys were stopping to get autographs and whatnot. And he would like, um, he, I guess, um, I guess I'll hold this for like the, the different guys that, uh, that came out. But, um, but yeah, like they were just like, let's talk about, well, okay. Well, okay. Well, let's talk about this. One thing that the, at some point we were like waiting and like for them to sign out, like for guys to come out and whatnot. And like these kids, like, you know, they keep, they keep, they turn to us and talk to us. Like they, they just talk to whoever and they're just like saying whatever. And like, yeah, the one, one kid, turn, was it the same kid who said, uh, the, why well, is he going to sign for an old man? Yeah. I, yeah. It was, yeah. So he turned to us, he looked at both of us and he goes like, do you guys live together? And, yeah. uh, and I made, I said like, I'm like, Oh, Hey, Hey, no, no, no. Like, you know, whatever I <laughs> try to make like, just honestly, that's just like, it was like almost like an instinctual like reaction. Just yeah. to, like, make that stupid joke. Um, and then, like, he's like, oh, no, I wasn't suggesting uh, whatever. Yeah. I, I don't even want to get into it. But, like, it was it was, it was, was weird, yeah. And th- then he asks, how are you friends? 
Yeah. Um, and then, uh, and then we didn't really answer him like we could have, but we just—I think we both just didn't want to get into it at all. Yeah. So we with were a like, little kid with like a fucking seven-year-old kid or, or like a ten-year-old kid. I'm like, I'm not yeah, gonna explain it, to you how me and Jack like first met and became friends. Like. No, and so like I think we both just were like, uh, baseball. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then at one point though, too, Jeremy, you're like, yeah, I tried to get you to live with me, but you didn't want to do it. <laughs> and I was like. <laughs> couldn't remember if that was true or not so i was like is that true um <laughs> yeah, yeah it got that was fucking funny man but yeah. yeah anyway well well all this crap is going on like the kids are also talking to this like drunk 20 20s guy and like he's being a creep and like they're exchanging socials like they're uh, i well, think they exchanged snapchat and instagram at one point the, the reason why i was waiting to bring this up is because it, it ties into the the next guy who we got signed i think sure so um well we could just say it like so so a car is driving up and uh, Chris actually, I feel like spotted him and he's like, is that Kyle Hendricks? Because Kyle Hendricks was in town that weekend to like talk to like the Cubs uh, to talk to Hadavi and like the, the pitching staff and like uh, to work <coughs> on some mechanical things that they saw after he had, he had already, he had thrown two um, uh, rehab starts. So he came to Chicago to, to, to get some mechanical work done and um, he was there. So, um, I think maybe Josh spotted him too, but he came out and like, we were saying, I think we were saying like, as we were like walking over to the bus, we're like, or to the parking lot, we're like, dude, Josh is here. Like Kyle Hendricks is here. Like, I don't think anyone wanted to say it out loud, or at least I didn't because I really wanted Kyle Hendricks. But like, we're like, this could be good. I think I said like, this could be good. And sure enough, Hendricks drives up and we didn't, we hadn't missed him, which was like miraculous. We didn't, we didn't miss him. And he drives up, and like Josh flags him down, and like he stops him, and and and, and Hendricks like is talking to Josh. He's like, "Hey, man, I haven't seen you in a while." And like, and then they're getting like his autograph, and like then Josh and his friends have developed this very annoying new uh, penchant for getting selfies with the players, getting yep. photos with them, and they're crazy little kids, and so like they're not they're not ready to take the pictures and then they want to take a second picture and like they're like no no take one with my you know take take one with my phone or like take one like like this or whatever and it's a real fucking shitty a time suck basically yeah and so you know we get in there but we can't push in front of these fucking kids so like it was getting it was a little scary like you know are we gonna miss hendrix because of the because not only are they getting autographs but they're like getting like fucking pictures with multiple pictures with him. Um, and so like the guy, the creepy guy took one of the pictures for, for Josh or whatever. Um, and so basically like he put it on like Snapchat or something. And so they were trying to get, they were trying to like friend him on Snapchat or follow him on Snapchat so they could get the picture basically. But like, so they were like looking. So after Hendrix leaves, they were like looking at, um, the phone and like the guy was like, Oh yeah. They're like, he's like, my name's Alexis, whatever. I probably shouldn't say his real name, but that, that was <laughs> and I don't give a shit, but, um, he's like Alexis something. And then they're like, is this it? And like, they pulled up like a picture of a, of a woman, you know, because his name is Alexis, whatever. Um, and, uh, and then, uh, the kid, I think the kid, one of the kids said like, I knew you were the one with the makeup. <laughs> and then the guy goes like, man, no. It's like, and then he said something like that was, he said something like uh, that was inappropriate to say to little kids yes. for sure about like why he's a man, basically <laughs> like, like proving that he's a man or something, but yep. also in a self deprecating way, it was very weird. And like, 
and then and then I feel like that opened up the floodgates for Josh and his friends to then start saying like inappropriate stuff. Like Josh yeah. said something like super like blue and inappropriate that fucking I didn't even think a fucking ten year old would know what what it meant. No, um, and and Chris made the point, and you know he was like he's like when I was a kid, I didn't just say whatever I wanted to adults, and like yeah, yeah man, like these kids don't they don't have a filter. They're completely unsupervised. Um, like at least Josh's dad was there with him last year. Like they're just they're just going rogue. They're just doing whatever. Yeah. Um, but also like this, you know, this this creepy guy was like just uh, you know, he was just going with it. He was yes anding all this stuff. Yeah. And so I at some point I I said to like you and Chris, I'm like, all right, it's getting kind of weird over there. Like yeah, you know. And then I felt then that in retrospect that made me feel bad about making like my stupid joke about living together like yeah so like yeah it was just it, it, it got weird a little bit i mean it didn't get weird to where like we have to like <laughs> report anything but like it was like eh, let's can we just like move on from this yeah um, i will say before we move on from before we move on from hendrix i just want to say like i i did get to tell him like uh kyle i was at uh so we got cut we got hendrix yep um and i got to tell him like hey man i was at game six against the dodgers and i'm like that was uh one of my best memories uh, of all time and he's like wow man thank you that means a lot so like that was really cool um yeah the only drawback of it was like if i i i imagine that i would only ever get hendrix at like a card show and like i would have paid for him to like inscribe like 2016 world champs but mm-hmm. in this setting i didn't want to like bother him to do that although it seemed like he maybe would have set would have written it um, yeah, because he seems super nice, super friendly, super accommodating. It was his first day back there, so it was his first time signing. But like, um, it was awesome. I got him on a Tops Now card from Game Six, <sighs> uh, where the Cubs won the pennant, and I was at that game with my dad, and it was like super cool uh, to get him on that card. I wanted him on that card so bad, and so like that was, you know, if, if Jazz couldn't have got better, like it seems like Hendricks is gettable, but for me that was like huge. So that was really, really awesome. Yeah, I got him on a 2022 Heritage. It looks good. Um, really happy with it. So yeah, that was a, that was a big one, man. I mean, we got Chisholm and you know and Hendricks, Cubs legend, on the same day. Not bad. Yeah, absolutely. Um, to uh, to to revisit what we talked about about Josh and like taking up time and taking selfies and all this crap. Brandon Hughes came out. And um, we haven't gotten Hughes yet. We haven't even st- seen him yet um, this season. And they stopped him. And I'm sure fucking Josh has him and has pictures with him. But yep. they stopped him and they the kids all got autographs and they all took like two or three pictures or whatever and took his took their time. And we were kind of patiently waiting in the background. And eventually Brandon Hughes was like, uh, all right, guys, I, I got to go. Um, and uh, and he left and we didn't get him. No. Um, and Jeremy, like you, what you said is correct that like these kids are not ready. Like they get they get the thing autographed, and then not only do they want the picture, but they have to go through the whole rigmarole of like getting their phone out and getting their phone to the photo app, and then like switching the camera around so they can do it, and then holding it up, and all all of that takes time. And like they they have no, and each one of them has to do that, and like they have no concept of the fact that like a they're taking up the players' time, and it's against decorum. But also that there might be other people who want this guy's autograph too. It's just right. like you know they, they just they have no con- they either have no concept of it or they, or they don't care. But like that that bullshit definitely cost us Hughes. Although something that didn't help was there were these four people. They were older yeah. people. I mean they were like in their fifties. And Jeremy, you 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 gave them a name. Uh, that's correct. You, you called them cooties. 
Um, and that's <laughs> yeah. that's just what you know. That that's just what they were. They were just like these, just these, just these leeches. Um, they, they were, yeah, they were older guys. I even think they were older than that. They might have been in their early sixties, but like they were wearing, there were, there were two guys and like, I don't even know if there were two women with them or what it was, but like the two guys were wearing like matching sandlot jerseys. Yeah. That, like they were baseball jerseys and it actually said the sandlot on it, which is like, they didn't wear jerseys that say the sandlot on it. Like, no, that would be like if like, if Ricky Vaughn wore a, a, a Jersey that said major league on it, it's like, that's <laughs> bullshit, you know? Or like, yeah, like, Shoeless Joe Jackson wore a jersey that said Field of Dreams. It's like, that sucks. Like, so, like, they were wearing these stupid jerseys. And, like, yeah, so this guy, he settled over right next to me. And he started taking a picture of Brandon Hughes. He just held his phone up and, like, was taking this picture, like, completely, like, like catatonic-like. He was just like, ugh. And, like, held yep. the picture up and was taking a photo. And he was, like, brushing up against me. And it's like, get away from me, dude. Like, yeah. again, like, why do you want a picture of a guy in his car? Like... <laughs> and he didn't want an autograph. It's not like he got denied. He just no. wanted to take a fucking close-up picture of this guy signing it, sitting in his car, signing an autograph. It's like, get out of here, man. Like, yeah, it was weird. And like, yeah, it, it maybe scared Brandon Hughes off or whatever. Yeah, because the, the guy was being creepy. Like you said, he was catatonic, almost a zombie-like state. And y- yeah. you're right. Why would you want a picture of a guy in his car? I mean, I could see maybe if it was like, you know, Billy Williams or something, but like it's, you know, it's Brandon Hughes. So you think this guy, this guy probably didn't even know who Brandon Hughes was. No. Um, yeah, of course not. Yeah. So it was bad. Um, so like, like you said though, Jeremy, after a while, like it was just getting too weird back there. So we were just like, all right, let's, let's go back to the, the front and see if we can get anything there. And so right when we get to the front, we hear that like Nico had just come out and he'd signed for everybody. So we were like, well, shit, like, Chris and I have never gotten Nico on a card. Jeremy, you're fucking, you're almost retired from from Nico Horner at this point. But yeah, um, I am. Yeah, now. So, yeah. So we we were like, <laughs> well, shit, like we got to go back. So we we've done this before with Swanson, but we sprinted all the way back. It's probably it's probably it's not quite a quarter mile, but it's uh, you know it's it's not a short sprint. It's it feels like a couple blocks. We sprinted all the way back to the back of the lot, and then of course the kids like Horner hadn't quite come out yet. But Nico, uh, he, uh, the come out. Nico comes out. The kids stop him, and we got we got Nico, and I got him on a card. So that was pretty cool. Jack, I, I I was I was looking at some of our other notes here. I did you mention that that was like Chris's white whale that he was trying to get? Yeah, Nico? I mean, I, I think I think that was Chris. Like Chris had never gotten uh, Nico before, and like Chris Chris had just missed on Nico a couple times. Well, um, so I got when I the other the, the one day that I like waited out. I forgot like what game it was, the Dodgers maybe or something. Like I I stood I waited out there the day where David Ross got uh, yep. the selfie. Um, I got Nico, and like I told, and Chris had just left, and he had just yep. missed Nico, and he, I'm like, oh man, sorry, dude, I got Nico. And he's like, no. And like, so he kept missing him. So like, yeah, when we, when we heard that we had just missed him at the front, I, I looked at him and I'm like, you want to run, man? It might be worth it. And yep. we just all took off running. We so. did. Um, and Chris's, Chris's girlfriend saw him, which is funny. Um, oh yeah. That is funny. But, man. uh, but worth it though, man. I mean, we got Nico. I got him on a, again, a 2022 heritage card. His autograph looks really good. I'd gotten him on a scorecard before, but, uh, you know, this is a loose end for me. Like I, I needed to get him on a card. So I got him now and we're all, we're all good. Uh, he definitely signs like any time. So if I ever want him again, I'm, I'm sure I'll be able to get him, but, uh, yeah, yeah it was cool. And you're retired from him. You're retired from him now, right? I, I put in a self-retirement from getting Nico Horner because so I, 
the he 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 had that walk off against the Mariners uh, earlier in the season, his first walk off ever. So of course they made a tops now card of it, and it just came in in the mail, um, which is pretty cool. It happened on uh, the April the tenth, and so I got it uh, maybe like a week or so ago, and uh, I brought that, and it's a cool horizontal card. So like I wanted to, I kind of wanted him to get him to get him on it, um, and I actually brought an extra card, so I I got him on it. And uh, he signed it, so I'm I'm super jazzed about that. Um, and I actually said I said to him like, "Hey man, do you do you need one of these?" And he's like, "No, I'm good." And uh, um, you know, uh, there may be another instance there where I, I, I where some where I asked a player about it, but we'll we'll talk about that maybe in a future episode. But um, but yeah, so like uh, he didn't need his card, but uh, I, I I did offer to give him one. But uh, it was cool nice. to get him on that. Yeah, and like now I really unless like another really cool card comes out, I'm gonna try to not get Nico again. Sure. Yeah. 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 Um. That. Yeah. That's a good thing. I. Uh, I have not gotten doubles of an autograph yet. Um. I'm on the fence about it, but we'll. Uh, we'll see. Um. Yeah. Uh, so I, anyway, I, after that, for happened, the most part, I was gonna say yeah. for the most part when I when you do that, it's it's really just because there's like, it's too hard to pick one card to get signed. And so, uh-huh. um, you know, I'll, I'll try to only do it then, but like, but yeah, like Morel has a lot of cool cards that like, I'd like to get maybe another one, of hit one of those signed, but yeah. We'll see. Yeah. I, I hear you, man. Like if a guy has a cool card, you, you definitely probably wouldn't want to get that one signed. So, um, that makes sense. I hadn't, I hadn't thought about it that way. Um, all right. Well, anyway, we went back uh, to the front. Chris, Chris departed at this point. He, uh, you know, he, he'd gotten Horner, so I think he was pretty happy about that. So he left. Um, and then, so Jeremy and I just decided to hang out a little while longer. Um, these, these fucking, you know, twenty somethings pass us. It's like these group of guys, and uh, one of them sees my Expos hat, and he goes, "Go socks!" And well, like, he, he looked at both he, of us. He looked at and, both of us. Okay, well, I thought. It was, I don't. Yeah. Well, li- listen. I you're. You, I think you're giving him too much credit, Jack. Like, <laughs> a, a group of guys walked by, and like we were standing on the corner, and the guy just goes like, "Go socks," like because we're at Wrigley Field. He yelled, "Go socks!" And then I sure. I'm I'm like I looked at Jack, and I'm like, Jack's wearing an Expos hat. I was wearing like my uh, New Orleans baby cakes hat, and yeah. I'm like, "You fucking idiot!" Like we're not. Do you see any Cubs hats on us, you idiot? Like. We saying go? Are you trying to burn us by saying go socks? Neither one of us is wearing a Cubs hat, you idiot. So like, it was just like, what a stupid like. I mean, you know, that's classic like, frat boy bullshit. Um, yeah, that that's got the same DNA as because he sucks. It's, yeah, it's it's exactly. basically the the same the same thing. Um, so we uh yeah we were at the bitter end. We weren't really expecting to see anybody else, but Miguel Amaya came out um and he uh he came out and he headed uh he headed south uh after he exited the uh the locker room area Went where the through, guys he walked through out. gallagher way um yeah yeah because uh yeah clearly he had he's only staying at the uh hotel um yep. but uh but yeah he he headed through gallagher way which is like you know and so like we had to like cross the street over to, to try to go after him and you know it was like had to make that decision um, but the little like walkway to get to Gallagher way from where they walk out, there's like a, basically like a patio, like a beer, like a, a bar patio with these people sitting outside. So like, we were like, well, I, I'm not going to stop him right in front of that huge group of people and ask for his autograph. So we kind of had it. So, but then we still had to like follow him around the corner a little bit. And we kind of waited right to the exact moment where he was out of sight of that beer patio. And uh, I was like leading the pack there. 
And I just said like, Hey, uh, Miguel, uh, you got time for one? And he, he did this like three quarter look tilt of his head. And he goes like, no. And uh, yeah. I was like, okay, okay. And then like he walked and then he kept going forward. And like his parents were there sitting on a bench waiting for him, which yep. that was much publicized like on TV a lot. Um, so it was, it was weird because like, it was a pretty, it was kind of a, a, a rough turn, uh, you know, letdown or a, a denial. Um, but, and I, I had met him, I got him at Cubs convention and he was like super nice and friendly and he seems like super nice and friendly. The, the previous day he was singing go Cubs go, or maybe it was that day even where uh-huh. he was singing go Cubs go. I think it was that day. Um, I will say that he was carrying a bunch of like plastic bags of stuff. Yeah. So, you know, it wasn't the best scenario, but like, and I don't know if maybe he just like was looking over his shoulder, but he didn't turn around all the way. But like, so maybe it wasn't as harsh as it seemed like being where he didn't even really look at me, but it was, it was kind of a brutal uh, denial, I would say. It, it was. Um, and, you know, Jeremy, I, I, you know, I, hey, you went for it, man. Um, would have been, would have been cool to get him. You had given me an Amaya card, but uh, I guess maybe he just wanted to see his parents and stuff. So, um, yeah. Oh well, but yeah, that's, that's that's quite a 180 from how you said he was at the con. Um, well, we we went back uh, to our usual spot in the front of the Cubs lot. Uh, we we weren't sure if we were gonna leave, so I I said to Jeremy, I was like, how about we just stay five more minutes? Uh, so we stick around a few more minutes, and sure enough, Jim Adusi comes out, and we <laughs> we and we get him, we get his autograph. Uh, we 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 have speculated that he's hitting the weights after uh, after the game. <laughs> Uh, you know, with the way he looks, I wouldn't doubt it. Uh, he's a scary looking guy, but, um, we, we caught him. Um, nobody, I mean, nobody else recognized him and he, you know, he signed for us, uh, you know, uh, sure thing, you know, it was, it was cool. So we, we got, we got a doocy. We stayed around a couple extra minutes and we got him. So that was nice. Yeah. He was, uh, he was maybe the scariest guy who I've approached for an autograph. Um, yeah. But then he was super nice to sign for us. So he was, um, he was, and it, it was like, oh, it, you know, he wasn't like Kapler or something, or like where he was like, you could tell he didn't really want to be signing. Like he was just, uh, it, it was one of those things where it's like, oh yeah, you know, of, of course he's gonna sign. Um, I'm looking at his his me- measurements here, Jeremy. It says that he's six two. Uh, he seems taller than that, but maybe he's he like, does. you know, sometimes they beef up those guys' heights a little bit. Like he's probably, if he's six two, he's a legitimate six two because um, he, he he seemed a lot taller. I think he has like broad shoulders too, maybe or something yeah. that makes him look bigger or something. But, uh, but yeah, I am also seeing, on, I'm looking at his baseball reference and I do see that he, it is pronounced a doocy. Um, it's a doocy. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, but he was, was cool though, man. I've, I've wanted him since I, I heard that he got the job. So, uh, I, I yeah. wanted him and now I have him. And I, I had, um, you know, saw him at Cubs convention, but didn't have a card of his. I saw him earlier this year, but didn't have the card out. Yep. So like I had missed him a couple times too, so it was good to knock him off. Chris, of course, also got a card of him and wanted him and just missed him. But uh, that yeah. guy, I think you know he'll he'll be able to get. When, oh yeah, it's just a matter of seeing him. So, mm-hmm. um, all right. Well, that was uh, that was the Friday game. Yep. Um, we ended up going back Saturday, um, just for the bus. Yep. Uh, just to just to see like because we felt like there was as much as success as we did have, we felt like there were like other chances that we kind of passed up on. And, um, we also left, was it this game where we left the, before the last bus left, Jack? Was uh, it, was it Friday? Uh, gosh. John Jay. Um, was that, 
Is that them? Yeah, we, that... we left. We left. Uh, we, yeah, we left the first day, and so we thought we missed Jay. So I think that was the main reason we came back, because John Jay is their first base coach, and so we were like, well, you know, I think we missed uh, we missed Jay, so let's try to get him on Saturday. So that yeah. was that was one of the main reasons we went back. So we did go back, um, and um, the first thing that we noticed was that the Stallings brats were back. Yep. Um, but there was another brat that was there, and that was uh, Josh. Uh, yeah, Josh and 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 not the kid who like asked us uh, if we love baseball, but the other guy, uh, the other little kid. They were there. They were over there. And like the other little kid, they... the other little kid is the one who said "fuck." Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. Uh huh. Um. So um, he was. Um, I should have known that Josh was there because there was a little <clears throat> kid swinging a beer bat, um, yep. like at full speed amongst the people like waiting for autographs i'm like oh yeah i should have known that was josh because i was thinking like that kid there's no way that anyone dried that that beer bat out enough to where there's not beer flying every time he like swings the bat yep um but uh but yeah but sure enough it was josh he kind of like he kind of squeezed in between like me and chris against the 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 kind of gate of the wall of wrigley field and it was like, oh yeah, so what? You're gonna get some guys? Like, what do you do? What do you you come over here? Like, what do you? What they? Where do they come out? Where do they go? And like asking all these questions and like, uh, bless uh, Chris, uh, like who has like more patience and tolerance for these little kids than than us. But yep. he was actually helping Josh out and answering some of his questions. Um, Jack was uh, Jack. Uh, Josh made a permanent enemy of himself to Jack. So yeah, I, I don't no think way... I interacted with Josh at all on on that day. Yeah, there's no way Josh is uh, Jack is going to help Josh out one one ounce <laughs> uh, going forward. Um, but what happened? What did happen is that Josh um, used his little kidness to uh, interact with the Stallings brats, and he kind of called them up to. He kind of gets over by the the gate of Wrigley Field. So again, we've tried to describe this like the wall of Wrigley Field is like not a brick wall. It's like a gate. It's like a fence. Um, it's like a gate, like a wrought iron gate, but it goes, you know, you know, feet and feet up in the air. So you can look through it and that's where everyone's always yelling through. So the, the Stallings Bretts were just on the other side of the, the gate. Josh goes up to the gate, presses his face up to it. And he's like, Hey, Hey, come over here. And then he's like, Hey, will your dad sign an autograph for us? And like these little, and first of all, he asked like the littler kid and the little, the little kid was just like looking at him like, yep. didn't know like, what was going on. No, he had like no reaction to him. He was just like looking at him with like wide eyed, like and like and Josh was like, "Can you can you dad can your dad sign an autograph for us when he comes out?" And then he got the older kid who was still like fucking like six years old or something, um, over, and he's like, "Will your dad sign an autograph for us? Like, will you ask your dad to sign an autograph for us?" And the kid goes like, "I guess so," and then he's like, "Okay, thanks, yeah, thanks," and then like, um. You know, I think he like uh, he walked over and then he came back. He's like, "Yeah, I'll ask him when he comes by." And eventually, uh, Stallings did come out and he didn't sign through the gate for Josh. And again, he left like he did the previous day, which is like he had a baby in his hand and like a bag in yep. his other hand. So there's no way he could have stopped and signed for us. But no. as he was getting, as he was like going on the bus, and we like, I think. Josh was calling for him. Stallings didn't even like acknowledge him. He just got on the bus. At least on Friday, he like looked at us. He's like, "Sorry guys, I can't." Um, yep. But on Saturday, he 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 just got on the bus, and the little kid looks at Josh, and he's like, 
he said no. And like, and like they got on the bus and it was, it was kind of funny. And it was just like, we were just, I, all you could do is just stand back and watch like these two little kids interact with each other. But like, yeah, um, um, it was funny. It was, it was embarrassing. Uh, and it was was a little cringy. It was pathetic. Um, and like, again, like this, this is a product of like, you know, Josh and his friends just having no supervision whatsoever. Um, and you know, it's just like Josh doesn't realize like where these kids are as opposed to where he is on like the food chain of this situation. Uh, yeah. it wasn't good. Um, you know, I, I almost felt bad for the Stallings kids at that point. Yeah. And, like the the mom, like the mom should have just gotten those kids away from from Josh. But uh, yeah, yeah, it was it was awkward. Um, and I, I was glad when he just got on the bus and and it, and that that was over. Um, Alcantara came out. Um. Uh, so he interacted both all, every time people yelled at him, but he didn't. Uh, he never signed, which was disappointing because Chris said he got him last year. Who was yeah. it that yelled the thing at him? I think it was the. I don't know. There was someone to your right. He was yelling it. Like there was a guy there, like an older guy, like a tall guy. I don't know if it was him or there was uh, there was one other person who I really didn't make. I think he was the one yelling it. But Alcantara comes out, and we, you know we're all calling like Mr. Alcantara, please or Sandy, please. You know you got time for one. And this. Guy was yelling, "Mr. Cy Young, Mr. Cy Young, yeah. please!" <laughs> like it was like it was like, "Ugh, you would have how fucking embarrassing and and like lame and and gross." But he was like, "Mr. Cy Young, please!" <laughs> it's like, "Oh, come on, man, have some respect." Like this is embarrassing for all of us, especially yeah. you. So yeah, it, w- it was not good. Um, yeah, Alcantara doesn't seem he seems like a nice guy, but he just uh, he didn't sign. Uh, he, I think he said he would sign. He would sign on Sunday. I don't know if I don't know if that actually ended up happening or not. Um, yeah. But uh, oh well. Uh, Gabby Sanchez came out. He's a, a broadcaster for the Marlins. A former player played with the Marlins. Was on the Pirates for a little while. First baseman. Uh, uh, Jeremy, you gave me one of his cards. Uh, not quite instant ink because you'd given it me the me uh, the previous day. Um, I I think there. Let's set the parameters on instant ink. Yeah. I feel like I feel like it's like. Let's say thirty hours. What do you say? Okay, sure. Like, yeah, I, I think, uh, yeah, if it's within within like uh like the span of reasonably like a day. Um, mm-hmm. so this this is basically two, right? So you gave me two, and I got two. Yes. Um, yeah. It, there's no reason not to not to call Sanchez instant ink. Um. Yeah. So so yeah, I mean, so it was. Uh, we got him, uh, Jeremy. I'll, I'll give you credit. You made him. Um, I, I don't. I, I would not have. So that well, was a, that was a good call by you. One of the bummers about that situation was that so Rod Allen is the. Uh, well, we should also mention though like, we were trying to get Tommy Hutton, who was yep. their color guy, but I just you know a little older might not travel with the team. wasn't in wasn't in Chicago, um, but they're a guy who they hired away. I think from the from the Tigers or maybe left whatever. Rod Allen. Um, is their is their color guy like for the for this series at least and he, we missed him the first day because he came out and talked to the bus driver who we always see and it kind of like he kind of ran interference a little bit so that was another guy who was thinking like well i i think we can almost definitely get him day two if we go back uh but rod allen and gabby sanchez came out at the same time and i wasn't even sure if it was gabby and i just i kind of just went like gabby and like I, I kind of felt bad because I felt like I kind of said it like jerky a little bit, but it was it was it was cool. He it was it was probably just enough to get him to hear it. He turned around and he came back over to us, and yeah. so yeah, he comes over and he's he's signing for us, and Josh is to my left and he's just going fucking 
apeshit. He's like, please, please, Gabby, Gabby, sign. It's for a kid. Please sign for a kid. Like, sign for the kids. And Gabby Sanchez, as he's signing for us, like, clearly he's he's not in any rush. He's going to go down the line. Josh didn't let up. He was just saying, like, please, for the kids, for the kids. And Gabby finally, Sanchez finally goes, like, he's like, yeah, I can see your kids. You don't need to keep saying it. I'll, I'll get to you. I'll get you. Yep. I'll get you. And I got to Gabby Sanchez's credit, like he was saying everything we were thinking. Like, it's like, shut, yeah. shut up kid. Like I'm going to sign for you. He, he basically said that like, which he did. I give um, him credit for like, you know, saying it in a way that conveyed the message without saying the actual, those actual words. But like, yeah, it was super annoying. Yeah, my freaking hero, man. Like, uh, and he was super cool with us. He probably respected the fact that like we knew who he was and like had 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 a card for him to actually sign. Um, I'm sure he knew that like those kids didn't even know who the fuck he was. And right. then he goes and signs for him. And then they ask him, they're like, "Can you tell Jazz to c- sign for us?" And then he's yeah. like, "Can I tell Jazz to sign for you?" And then he just he kind of laughs at him. Um, yeah. And then he uh, he he went back so uh, to the bus. So yeah, he was a super cool guy, man. Uh, he made a fan out of me uh, that uh, that day. I, I was gonna say I was uh, I was annoyed by Josh because I actually wanted because uh, the prior week when the Cubs were playing the Marlins, Gabby Sanchez ate this like huge Cuban sandwich on the broadcast for Peacock, and I wanted to ask him about it, but he was too busy with fuck, like fending Josh off that I didn't even get a chance to ask him that. So I was I was a little annoyed by that, but yeah, right. Uh, um, no, for sure. Uh, so yeah, he was super cool. Um. Uh, Matt Barnes came out, reliever, former Boston Red Sox. Uh, he came out, he, and he signed for us, too. And he, he he's a known guy, um, so that was really cool that he signed. He was super nice. Um, but then Josh was doing the same shit again where he was like, please, please, sign for us. We're kids. We're kids. And then, like, Barnes was a little nicer about it, and he's like, that's so sneaky of you. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, you know, it, like, I, even uh, even he saw through the bullshit. But we did, I, we did get Matt, Matt Barnes, too, which was cool. It, it was a weird little like exchange because he said something like um, he's like because I, I think Josh was saying for the kids for the kids and I think Matt Barnes was kind of saying something like for the kids you are the kids like something like that <laughs> like he's like I th- I think he thought that maybe like it was a dad trying to call him over to sign for kids or something yeah um but but yeah so like that was um yeah that was that was kind of funny um. So yeah, um, so we got him. That was that was unexpected a little bit. Um, yeah. But, um, but yeah. So then uh, John Birdie comes out again, and um, it occurred to me. I looked it up before we came. So <laughs> if you go back to episode three or something of this podcast, we saw John Birdie Homer in 2019. I guess it was maybe later than than uh, episode three. But yeah, we saw John Birdie Homer, and I I probably in that episode called him like a piece of shit or something. I don't know for sure. signing. Um, he had no dirt in his cleats at that point, and I was annoyed that like he hit a homer off the Cubs. But I looked it up, and that was his first career homer. So I had that little nugget going into my head um, as we went to the park uh, Saturday. So um, Birdie comes out, and he comes over, and he starts signing for us. And uh, I got to say, I felt, in retrospect, I felt like kind of nerdy about doing this, but it was kind of a cool way to interact yeah. with him. And like it was a, it was a significant. It wasn't just like. Hey, I saw you hit a homer once. It's like it was his first homer, so mm-hmm. you know. I guess it was. I guess it was. It was. It was cool. But I. So he's signing for us, and like I, I said, like, hey, hey, uh, John, you know, we we saw your first career homer, and uh, he's like, oh yeah, like yeah. Or he said like, oh wow, yeah, that 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 was great, and like, um, and then I go, I just I just said like, do you remember who it was off of? 
And he's like, yeah. of course, of course. Uh, Cole Ham- and he kind of paused, and then he goes like, Cole Hamels, you know, ha- Hall of Fame material or something like that. He said, he said Hall of Fame guy. The Hall of Fame guy, yeah. And I was like, I'm like, yep, that's right. And uh, and then you know, whatever. He signed for the rest of us and moved on. But um, but uh, but yeah, like it was kind of like in retrospect, it's like that wasn't that long ago for him to have forgotten who he hit the homer off of. Sure. But, you know, like it's cool when they ask players who are like in their 60s or something, like if they remember who the first guy they hit a homer off of, and they can remember, you know. But like, yeah, it wasn't that long ago that Hamels, you know, that he did that. So. But it was still, I don't know, it was still cool to interact. I've just, I'm looking for, you're looking for some way to interact with these guys, right? So that's. No, yeah. Uh, and yet, like you said, it was a significant moment. Uh, immediately when he said Hamill's Hall of Fame guy, though, I, I wanted to be like, Cole Hamill's ain't getting in the Hall of Fame. I'm sorry to say. <laughs> um, and I, I looked yeah. at his numbers again the other day, and I, it, that, that, that holds true. But he did say a Hall of Fame guy, so it's like. He's a Hall of Fame type guy. Um, right. You know, one of, one of the better pitchers of his era. But, uh, you know, yeah, it was cool, though. I wasn't expecting Birdie to sign, so that was nice. Yeah, yeah, it was it was cool. He's, like, kind of one of those, like, kind of, like, you know, bottom of the roster kind of guys who, like, w- is cool to get. Um, I, I looked at Hamels' numbers again myself, too, just to see if he was a Hall of Fame guy. And he would be a problematic selection because then you'd have to let in a lot of guys. Um, yeah. But uh, I also forgot that Hamels is making a comeback attempt, and I think he's in the minor leagues with the Padres right now. Okay, yeah, I know he got he got hurt and, or something, but uh, yeah, it, I, I I saw that too, so that that'll be interesting. Um, yeah. Uh, all right, the, the, you got another broadcaster too, Jeremy. So, yeah. So okay, so the the color guy for the Marlins is a guy named Paul Severino. Um, so if you watch MLB Network, he he used to be on MLB Network. I'm not sure if he still is. Uh, but like a lot of these MLB network guys got hired away by other teams. Um, we saw Steven Nelson, um, although he still, he still works for MLB network, but he was like the play by play guy for the Dodgers. Um, but Paul this guy, Paul Severino is, um, an announcer for the, the Marlins and he's, 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 he's cool. Like he's, you know, he wasn't necessarily like, he's not the most like biggest of personalities, but, uh, he seemed like a, a nice guy. And I noticed that he was the guy. And after Friday, I was like, you know, in 20, like one of these years in tops, they had like a, an insert set of MLB network personalities. And I know I have a couple of them, but I only have like four or five cards. But let me let me look through my, my stuff and see if see what I got. And um, right before we headed out there, I, I sure enough, I went to um, the uh, I went to my bo- I found I went to my boxes. I looked I found my little team bag with MLB network guys in it. And I scrolled through and I fucking, I found a Severino. I'm like, hell yeah. Like, dude, yes, I got a Severino. So I got it. And, um, I brought it to the park and, um, I almost missed him. I think, I think, uh, you did. I, I, I call, I call him or like, I, I didn't call him, but I was like, Hey man, is that Severino? Yeah. Yeah. And like, um, and so I was like, Oh yeah. I'm like, Hey, Hey Paul. Um, and I had to like flip my book really quick. And I'm like, Paul, Paul, can you sign one? And then he, he turned around and like, he knew right away. And he's like, he, he started, he took like one step to me and he's like, you found one. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, uh, I'm like, and I was like, yeah, I did. I did. And like, he's like, all right, well, yeah, let's do it. And like, he came over and he signed and I didn't have anything else to follow up with that, but, um, you know, so he just signed and we that was kind of it really. Um, but yeah, so I mean, fuck, like. You know, I got these cards. These are from 2017, 
And I'm like, nice. you know, I was like, what the hell am I going to do with these cards? But here it is five years later, uh, six years later, and it's uh, it's paid off. So, yeah, Paul Severino, um, I got him on a, on a card, so it's pretty cool. Yeah, no, that was that was cool, and he seemed nice too. Um, uh, the, the assistant hitting coach for the Marlins is Jason Hart. Um, so we both had cards of him. I had a uh, a whole card of him. Jeremy had like one of those cards where it was like three different guys on it. Um, but I I I saw him, called him over. Um, he was a tough guy to make too because it's just like who the hell knows what this guy looks like. Um, no. But uh, yeah, I uh, I called him over. He signed for us with your card, Jeremy. I feel like he'd never seen that card before. So he it, was like, he was like, what? Like, what is this? Yeah, it was very confusing. Like, he, we were confused and he was confused. So, like, yeah, it's a triple prospect card. It's from 2001 Tops. It's got to be, like, his, his true Tops rookie card. So, like, I'm not, I, 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 it's hard for me to imagine that he didn't, he's never seen this card. Like, it's also, like, that, that year in Tops, they had this weird, like, kind of, like, dark turquoise border. Like, there's no other cards that ever, like, had this, like, color on them. So I, it's hard for me to, like, believe that he is completely unfamiliar with this card. But I did call him over, and, like, I had my book, and he's kind of looking at it like, what? Which which card? What? And I'm like, this one right here. And he's like, oh, okay, yeah. And he signed it. Like, he signed it small. And, um, you know, as, as is customary when it's a multiplayer card, they sign small so you can get the other guys. And the other guys on the card are... Aaron, a guy named Aaron McNeil and fucking Hesop Choi. So, oh. and it's funny. Cause after I got this card signed, Chris, Chris turned to me and he's like, he's like, Oh man, you got a project now, man. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, I'm like, I was going to tell Jason Hart. I'm like, dude, just sign across the whole thing. Like I'm never going <laughs> to get this card completed. So you could sign over the whole thing, man. It's fine. I mean, I might have to go to fucking Korea to get Hesop Choi. So I don't know if I, and I don't even know if Aaron McNeil is still alive. So I don't know if I'll ever get this card signed to com- get it completed, but hell, if if I see that Paul, if I see that Hesop Choi is like having some kind of private signing or something, I'm gonna sure. I did research Aaron McNeil and I can't find anything. He was Jesus, in the league man. for a couple of years, um, or like in baseball for a couple of years, but uh, yeah, I don't know if I'll ever get to it. hire hire a private detective for that one. But yeah, um, exactly. Uh, yeah, Jer- Jeremy, you ever uh, you ever want to? look up Jason Hart's numbers it's pretty uh, in the minors it's pretty remarkable the guy was a he mashed in the minors but he just you know never made it in the bigs for some reason wow. um uh yeah and let, uh, I guess going down to the last Marlins guys Jody Reed uh former player like former pretty big name player with the Red Sox um you know their second baseman shortstop played a year with the Brewers uh was on the Padres Tigers um he uh you know he played in the 80s and 90s so kind of right when Jeremy and I were watching baseball and we're kids um, we made it. We thought we made him on Friday, but we were just like, he just looked like a regular guy, like our height, a small guy. Yeah. Too. Just a small guy. It's like, how the hell did this guy ever hit a home run? Um, so he's about 60 now. Um, so anyway, he comes out on Saturday and you know, I had been texting Jeremy and I was like, man, I'm sure that was Jody Reed. So we called him over and he was really nice, man. He even had, yeah. he had a, a Gatorade cup in his hand and he like, he got on the bus to put the Gatorade cup down and he came back out and signed for us. And we had, we had old cards of his from the 80s, and he goes, oh, man, these are oldies. And, Jeremy, you went, yeah, but they're goodies, um, which was <laughs> and then he t- funny. And then he turned to me and said, yeah, yeah. 
And I was like, I've never heard that expression before. You know, because I, yeah, I didn't want to make him feel bad that he was like old or something. So I said yeah. that and he was like, oh, yeah. Like, but he was super nice. He's like, he came over and he's like, all right, what do we got? What do we got? Like, you know? Yeah. And like, uh, and like afterwards, he's like, anybody else? Like, you know, like he was, he was super into it. He was maybe one of the more like excited guys to ever sign. And yeah, I mean, like, I think it's stuff like that that really kind of fucking hooks you to doing all this stuff is like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I agree. And we were probably the only autographs he signed all weekend. Um, like, yeah. you know, the guy, the guy, I'm sure the guy never gets recognized on the street. He just looks like a regular guy at this point. So, um, yeah. so yeah, that was a, it's like, you know, he, he kind of made our day, but you know, I'm sure that made him happy to be asked too. So that was, uh, that was super cool. And his I autograph mean, looks great on my card too. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you think about like the guy was playing in Boston in the late, late eighties, like, you know, his teammates, like, you know, Boggs. Yeah, he played uh, with Clemens. Clemens, yeah. Uh, Dwight Evans. Like, I mean, yep. the guy was around some, like, legit players, like, and, uh, yeah, part he of the He played with teams. Tony Gwynn on the, Tony Gwynn on the Padres, too. Yeah. So, it's like, yeah, to get a, to get a guy like that and, like, have him be, like, cool and, like, you know, be into it and stuff, like, I mean, Jesus, like, it's like, that's, that's why we keep doing this shit, you know? Absolutely. Um, so yeah, that, that kicked ass. Um, so then we went over to the Cubs bus. Um, and, uh, we should say that, uh, we forgot to mention this, but I, I had been, Chris and I had been snubbed by Alzali in the previous day. Uh, but, um, so he came out again. Alzali seems like he's usually one of the last guys out. So he comes out and, uh, we call him over and he signs, he signs for everybody. Um, you know, that someone, someone said, Hey, good game. Uh, good game today, Alzali. And, you know, he's like, Oh, thank you. And then someone said, how you doing? He's like, I'm good. Cubbies win. It's always fun. So that was uh, that, that was that was a good one. And then the shirt he was wearing, Jeremy, like he had like a naked lady on the shirt, and she had her back to the she had her back to like the uh, you know the viewer. So it's like you could see like her bare her bare ass. It was just like what the hell is this is this shirt that he's wearing? And like major side boob too. Like oh yeah yeah big fake side boob. Yeah, it was just like what you know. This is not uh you know the a baseball game is like a family friendly uh, atmosphere, especially the Cubs. And it's yeah. like this guy's just just wearing this shirt and like these crazy like sequined glasses too. Yeah, these yeah these these weird glasses with these like weird like bright lines on. It's weird. Yeah, I don't know what those lines were, but I mean I'm pretty sure he signed some autographs for some kids while wearing that shirt. And like <laughs> those kids probably like I, they might have had like a you know some sort of like awakening or something like with that shirt. <laughs> I don't know, but like it was, yeah, that might be the first porn those kids have seen <laughs> like with that shirt. It was very weird. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so that was cool. I didn't, uh, I had gotten them already. So, um, so yeah, I ch- also, as I was going through my cards, I, I also, Chris and I got Braxton Garrett on the, on the Marlins, which was maybe one of the hardest guys to ever like identify in person. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't have his card. Totally could have gotten him. Um, well, yeah. uh, so anyway, for, to tie up another loose end from Friday, Brandon Hughes came out and he came out with Mark Leiter Jr. Um, and you know, they seem like buddies. They came out, we've seen them come out together a few times, but, um, so, so we called them over and yeah, they were super cool, man. Like I, they were, they were all probably in a good mood cause they can't, they had a come from behind win. Um, so they, they signed for us. Um, Hughes signed and then Leiter signed. And uh, before, before we get to the latter half of this story, Jeremy, I just want to say, um, sometimes I feel like I haven't had a guy's card and it's like, 
you know, I'm, I'm always like, is the guy offended that I don't want his autograph? But most of the time, it's like the guy just pass right by you. Like, they don't care. They're just trying to sign. Lighter, lighter, after he signed for you, he, made, he looked me right in the eye. And, like, he made a move for me. And I said, sorry, I don't have you, man. And, like, he, he kind of, like, uh, he kind of just did, like, a double take. And, like, I felt legitimately bad that I didn't have his <laughs> card because it seemed like it, it, it kind of, like, hurt his – didn't hurt his feelings, but it's, like, I had Hughes, but I didn't have him. And yeah. so it's, like, uh, I, <clears throat> I got I to get a Mark Leiter card now to, to right that wrong. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. He had, like, a dour, like, disposition, I think, in general – um that that day because like so yeah like so basically it was it was it was actually a really cool experience like again like another reason why you we were kind of addicted to this is like you know i guess deep down we probably all just want to hang out with like ball players and just bullshit or talk about baseball or something right this is about the closest it, it ever came to it so they they both came out um we asked for for hughes Lighter had like I think Lighter did he have his um did he have his scooter that day? Yes, he did. yes he did yeah. So he had a scooter and he kind of like just like leaned it like leaned on on one of these barricades, and you know like went to sign for us because like I saw that it was Hughes and like as soon as I got Hughes I I'm like oh hey Mark I I got you too and so I like I flipped and he kind of like leaned over like ready to sign for me, but um Chris Chris had uh we both had the same Mark Lighter card it was from 2017 tops um update and it's his like rookie card it's a horizontal card of him pitching with the phillies and um hughes looked at it and he's like whoa look at this man this is your card this is you and um he's like yeah yeah that's me he's like second and then lighter goes that's my second ever start at wrigley um uh and then he's like wow that's crazy man and like he's like yeah i have a beard in it man and he's like yeah bad look and uh and uh and then he goes like He's like, wow, this is, this is crazy, man. And he's like, he's like, you don't. And he's like, you don't have a Cubs card. And he's like, no. He's like, I don't have a Cubs card. He's like, they got Steel, but they didn't get me or something like that. He, yeah. he named another player. I don't know who it was, but he's like, yeah, Steel got one, but I didn't. And like, he just seemed kind of like sad about like, yeah, not getting like a Cubs card either. Um, but then like lighter or uh, Hughes turned over the card and he was like looking at. Uh, at the stats and everything and like reading up like, like the little bios, like Hughes was kind of geeking out over this card probably because it would probably be the same thing as like, you know, if like Jack, you showed me like a picture of your, like of you in like eighth grade or something, you know, I'd right. Be, oh, right. You know, Oh my God, that's crazy. And, um, and then like another guy came over <laughs> who I think we, we, we have dis- decided like a week later was, was Daniel Moscos. Yep. Uh, they're like, pitching strategist or whatever his his position is but he used to play in the big leagues they called him over and he's like hey man take a look at lighter like uh when he was a rookie or something like that and like they were both like looking at the card and like kind of like laughing about it and like um yeah they were just kind of like going back and forth on it and, like i you know i was i was desperately trying to think of something cool to say but that wasn't like insulting because i feel like my best way of like BSing is kind of like maybe ribbing somebody or something. And so like, I was going to say like, as Hughes was looking at the back of the card, I wanted to say like, the only thing that came to my mind was like saying like, uh, how the numbers looking Brandon and like, yeah, but like he said something like, yeah, uh, Mark lighter said something like, I, I think, I think maybe you and Chris heard different things. I'm not sure exactly what he's, he said for sure. But, uh, you said that you thought he heard him say like, yeah, I dominated that year. Yeah, something like that. 
And then Chris thought he said, like, I got injured that year or something. Okay. And he's like, okay. I don't know. Like, it's kind of either one is, well, the injury is not really funny, but to him to say I dominated that year is kind of funny. Like, um, I think maybe, you know, he's kind of a journeyman guy a little bit. Um, so and he like, might he might not have said that. I I, I might have misheard him, but uh, yeah, it maybe he said, said it. maybe maybe he said he got hurt that year. But like, yeah. It, yeah, it's like it would be kind of funny to like think like like or not funny, but it's like you know he knows like the one year he was really good or something. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, I mean he's he's good now. I I did I have to admit like I I I had a lot of vitriol towards Mark Leiter Jr. But um, he's been good out of the pen, and if he's good out of the pen, then that's fine by me. Um, I was mad that they DFA'd Corey Abbott for him, but he's not fucking doing anything, so screw him. Um, yeah. I did. I had two Brandon Hughes cards in my book. I had um, his rookie card this year. He's in flagship series one this year um, with his rookie card, so I wanted to get that signed. But I also have this 2018 South Bend Cubs card of him. Before he got converted to a pitcher, he was an outfielder, and um, he's batting in this pi- picture. So I, I, as he was signing it, I was like, yeah, Brandon, I gotta get you on the on the batting card, and he's like, "Oh yeah, for sure." Like, you know, yeah, of he was like, "Oh yeah, a- absolutely." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were super cool, and yeah. Um, yeah, they signed for us, and yeah, it was cool. I do, I do feel like you're right though, Jeremy. I think like bullshitting with them for a minute would have been on the table. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, I just, I, th- I think we just kind of. It had been a long, long two days for us too. So, um, you know, I, I think we just kind of didn't realize what was at, at stake there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, I think that's going to kind of wrap up this Marlins, uh, episode. Um, it was certainly a, a king size episode, but we, uh, you know, we got a king size amount of autographs too. So I think it was a huge success. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It was a, it was a, it was a whirlwind weekend and uh, a successful one at that. So Yeah. All right, well, for uh, Rain Delay Theater for this one, uh, I'm Jack Swakowski. And I'm Jeremy Dionisio. We'll see you next time. Later. Later.